Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. This is Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Hello, Scoops. Hello, Creamers. Hello, Socialites. Socialists. Hello, Ice Cream Sandwich. Time for Funny Town Jamboree USA. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> you hope. I know. We're, ta- we're taking risks today, but, you know, fuck it. It's a nice day for crazy. I tell you that much. Yeah, there's some fresh crazy out there. We uh, watched the Randy Quaid video before hitting the air today. That's Ooh, pretty exciting. Ooh, he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That is a thing. I got to tell you, I feel a lot of pain because let me as as an ugly brother, let me tell you something. <laughs> I know I know Randy Quaid's pain. I have brothers who are much better looking than me. Well, I got to say watching it just as a performer and a creative person, I can see myself being 3 really bad days away from that. Yep. You know what I mean? I have three really shitty days. I could be there. Three, three just, you're just. I mean, they'd have to be exceptionally shitty days. Paul Mattingly is three shitty days away from being Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's, that's what I we mean, got. really shitty days. Yeah. Exceptionally shitty. You could see it happening. Sure. This is the thing. You know, I, I go back to this all the time, especially with comedy, you know, uh, and, and right now being part of a comedy that's being put together is uh, I go back to the story that may be totally false, but I was it was told to me as truth about Philip Seymour Hoffman in acting school. Do you know this? Uh, do tell. So Philip Seymour Hoffman was doing a scene at whatever school he went to, uh, whatever college he went to for acting, and uh, apparently he got a note from an acting teacher that said he was overacting. And I think supposedly the acting school was in New York City. Okay. And so he says, he said, you know, famously in this story that's probably not true at all, uh, he said overacting overacting go outside this building walk around and listen to the way these people walk and talk in this city and you tell me i'm fucking overacting and uh stuff like that comes to my mind when i see that randy quaid thing if you saw that and you saw it was a clip from a movie that randy quaid was doing you'd be like this is over the top Mm -hmm. this is a little too much i don't i don't think randy quaid's kind of I don't think he's getting in touch with anything. I don't think he's getting in touch with this character. I think he's kind of phoning it in. But instead, it's his rinky-dink, crazy-ass, loony real life. That's what I tell my students all the time yeah. in my improv class. I'm like, don't try to be funny. Yeah. Just try to be a real human being. And the insanity and ridiculousness of your existence will shine through. If you can show me a real human being on that stage, yeah. that's enough. That's wacky enough. And I will say, the best example of this as a stage performer, Paul, is you. You are the best example of this. Of being wacky? No, because that's the thing. You you play a lot of characters. You I rarely do. play. Like, I tend to play versions of, flawed versions of myself on stage. I don't I, often play accents. I don't play, you know, yeah. any kind of jargon. I tend to just play me, mm-hmm. but a jealous version of me, a selfish version of me, that kind of a thing. Yeah. You tend to play a lot of characters. I do. But uh, all the scenes you do, you play three-dimensionally. You play from that character's heart. Thank you. And the you. laughs 
and the laughs come from that. The proof is in the pudding. Thank you. And the laughs, you know the laughs come from that. I try my best to walk the talk because that's what I preach to my Your students. Your characters listen and react, and you play you play very distinct big characters. Your maitre d' would be a nice uh, French maitre d', you know. Your mm-hmm. construction worker would be a uh, kind of Jersey-talking hey. construction worker. Yeah, yeah. But you would listen and react, and you would, most importantly, be struck by stuff like that right. in that character. That's the key. Yeah. Thanks, man. And it's hard. I appreciate it's that. It's hard for people to understand that with comedy because sometimes uh, it's actually, ha- you know, in the process of putting up this parody, over the top parody of Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, we're going through all this and we're trying to figure out where the comedy is and we're getting notes on comedy, we're getting notes on character and some people are having a harder time in rehearsals uh, putting those things to, two things together because they think one means not the other. Right. You got to understand that in comedy, especially in improvisation, most things that are funny... Yeah. Most things that we laugh at are not funny for that character. Yeah. They are actually probably the worst moments in that character's life or some of the hardest things they've ever had to deal with. And that's what's funny is we go, oh, ha, 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 I don't have to suffer. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. We get the chance to not hurt while we watch someone, some other character's pain or anguish over some situation. Yeah. Or difficulty. It doesn't even have to be life-changing, life-or-death type stuff. But I, have a, I have a similar take mm. on that, but it's more kind of – it's more communal and hippy-dippy than that, I think. Okay. I always say that, like, drama teaches us that there's a hero in all of us. Mm. And comedy teaches us, no, there's not. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. I think comedy celebrates the failure in us. And I Certainly think celebrates a, vulnerability. Yeah, there's an empathetic aspect to comedy – so like when you hear Louis C.K. talking about his kids and you're worried about you might be a shitty father, there's a big laugh that comes from hearing a guy openly talk about being a shitty dad. Mm-hmm. But That's he loves it. his kids. Yeah. But, you he's, know. He's, but he's raw if you really about thought, it. If you thought he didn't love his kids when he told these fucked up stories, you would just hate his guts. Sure. But you see he's trying. warts and all. Yes. And that's the thing. And I think comedy is just like it really celebrates our failure. Ah, that's my that. take on it. Yeah. Um. You know, looking at you in that bushy beard and the uh, fact that you try to say the Super Bowl was a conspiracy, I could see that you are three days away from being Randy Quaid. Three really bad days. Three re- but yeah. really bad days. Yeah. It's still three a day. Really bad days. I'll tell you why it's three. It would be one day away if you did any drugs because Randy Quaid clearly is, Aww. I think that's clearly a factor in Randy Quaid's problem. Never. Is that, for those who don't know what we're talking about, go ahead, get on the internet. <laughs> Go ahead and Google yourself some Randy Treat Quaid. Treat yourself to some Randy Quaid. I mean, it's all over, so I'm, I imagine everyone who's listening to this knows what we're talking about. But if you have it, go pretty, ahead. Pretty wackadoo. I'm not even kidding. Go ahead and press pause on this mamma <laughs> Go treat yourself to a little Randy Quaid YouTube clip and come on back to us. So weird. Make sure it's an uncensored one so that you get to the uh, the ending. That's that's the key. Um, if the dog doesn't start barking, you haven't seen the ending. The denouement. I want to get into our. We're gonna. We were, we're gonna. We're gonna hear a lot from the scoops today because we got to get into our serious scoop mail. We have a oh. regular scoop mail, and then our jock versus nerd. So how are we gonna, gonna do? We're gonna try and hit serious scoop mail first. I want to hit one topic before we hop into the serious one. Okay. There is a. There is a. I, don't, I almost said it was a libertarian dilemma, but I don't think it's a libertarian dilemma. I think it's a Matt dilemma. It's my interpretation of libertarian. What's dilemma. your problem? I think there's there's something happening right now that is politically convenient that I like, and that is two states overriding uh, federal marijuana laws and legalizing marijuana in their states. Yeah. I'm pro that. I don't smoke marijuana. Nor do I, but I but am I'm pro that pro too. pro that too. There's a really tricky slippery slope because I was all bent out of shape when I read uh, a quote from fucking Mike 
dick ass dipshit Huckabee. No, strange uh, name. Um, uh, I'll find the quote, but he was talking about gay marriage. Do you see where I'm going with this? And uh, why it's scary? This was uh, what is he saying? That uh, well, this he is said one- we don't change laws because some people in a black robe just decide. That's what he said about that's gay not, marriage. That's exactly what we do. And that is exactly what we do in the United States. And so even someone wrote in to say, like, actually, it's the Congress that passes laws. But he says, we don't change laws. And the thing is that the courts struck down laws all the time. And so I'm still with that's exactly what we laws do. Laws are changed, modified, are changed. addendumed, yeah. Yeah. fixed constantly. Yeah. That's, that's a man afraid of change. But do you see where I'm going with this? Why no. I'm scared? I don't. I do. What happens if the Supreme Court steps up, strikes down all these anti-gay uh, marriage laws, mm-hmm. makes gay marriage legal on the federal level mm-hmm. across the land, and then states turn around like Washington did and Colorado did and ban same-sex marriage as a state law and just say we're not listening to the federal government, just like Washington and Colorado said we're not listening to the federal government on weed i don't know that that's a problem i was wrong i didn't know where you're going i don't know that that's a problem states you can, can see that happening i can see it happening yeah i don't know that's a problem states can decide i think it's great i think states should exercise their rights right and if they're gonna do closed-minded ignorant shit people will move from their state they will lose voters and they will lose population but right. the whole the whole thing with this, it, it, unlike the marijuana stuff, which is people in the states want that to be the law. Pe- the, the majority of people in those states want to be able to recreationally take marijuana. The courts are saying it doesn't matter what people want with this. You can't legally discriminate against a group of people. Okay, the, they're saying that they're saying that a, a law is unconstitutional. Whereas the marijuana part is just saying, hey, people want this to be the law. Right. And, and I mean, there's no discrimination against people by you know, by allowing people to smoke marijuana any more than there is. In people it's apples al- and oranges. Al- it's apples and oranges because, you know, the legalization of marijuana is making so much money for these states. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. The saddest thing about the whole legalization of marijuana thing is the way that it's rolling out slowly, bit by bit. It's the same way oil companies are dragging their heels about new energy sources. Right. They will embrace new energy sources when the oil's run out and they've squeezed every dollar that they can out of the oil and they've used some of those profits towards making sure that you go plug your car into a shell station Right. Still. They got to make money on it. They still got to, like, whatever, the, you know, shell wind turbines, shell aqua, whatever, you know, uh, plankton, oil generating plankton, whatever. It's still, want, they still want to own the new technology, whatever it might sure. be. Sure. That's why the clamp is on. Is if we were a little more free and loose with that shit, there'd be a lot more wild experimental technologies energy wise out there. All right. I'm not even sure what you said. But you've assuaged my fears. But what I'm, but what I'm, but the the problem. I'm no about longer that, fearful of what I was fearful. Of. The problem about that, with the way the marijuana stuff is going, is it's the same thing. Big pharma and uh, business people are trying to make sure that they will control the distribution and set up the stores and all that kind of thing and the special kinds of marijuana that get sold. Right. Meanwhile, millions languish in jail 
Yes. Over petty crimes for the same shit that big business is about to engage in full time there are people in a couple years. in jail who were arrested between the time it was legalized and the time the law was implemented. There are people in jail. Mm. That. That's crazy. Is awful. I mean, that's just terrible. It's all terrible. Yeah. It's all terrible. That's where the conspiracy man in me starts to come alive. It's not a conspiracy. It's a well-planned out system of imprisoning people for a business, the prison business. Yeah. And and the people who are setting themselves up to be the legal distributors of this stuff that was illegal five minutes ago. We, the, you just said that something was not a conspiracy and then described a conspiracy. Okay. I'm not... I'm not it's not a it's it's not a conspiracy. It's because it's overt. It's an overt working <laughs> okay, system. Okay. It How is. about that? Yeah, gotcha, we gotcha, profitize okay. prisons. They 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 say I'll do it if you keep us ninety five percent full. Yeah. those are contracts they sign. But it feels. I mean, it feels pretty conspiratorial when you've got, you know, a legal system, yeah, colluding in some ways with a prison system to make sure that there are there's grist for the mill. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Okay. It it feels awful to see that yes, in action. It's terrible. I agree. And that feels conspiratorial to me. Um especially when it's all a lot of petty drug shit. Yeah. Petty drug shit's dumb. Do. Yeah. It's dumb. So I assuaged your fears how? Uh the the that uh it's more Jacob than you then, I think, uh, Paul. Sure. But um I'm, well I mean obviously. Well Jacob's got the that calm, sweet daddy voice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, that 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 uh marijuana's to 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 uh stop incarcerating people and to and create freedom whereas anti-marriage laws are to take away freedom so therefore it's very it's harder to enact laws that that go against the federal government when you're trying to take away rather than trying to open things up yeah in other words you know so um i'm with you i'm also like i'm not into like well if you don't like that you can move a lot of people don't want to move you know and and the truth is when we're trying to desegregate you know um uh desegregate schools there there was there were plenty of places uh in the northern united states that were already integrated and telling those kids that they should just move to states that have integrated schools that's a tough call you're right you know you're right you should be able to, to live in uh oh believe me i think i mean jacob's be... from the bayou i mean i don't even think he you know i, I think he just, he's he's more at home and knee deep mud and Picking crawdaddies out of a swamp. Oh, it's a shame that there's sucking even, their uh... salty butts. <laughs> yeah, salty crawdad butt sucking. You, oh no, you suck the head. You suck the head, right? Oh, you, oh, you do. Oh that's, no, you that's what you're supposed to suck. You Jacob. suck it all, Jacob. Oh, they're delicious brains. Years. Uh, yeah. So, so um, that that's that confused that 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 uh, that's what made me okay with it. I think. I'm still a little scared of it, but not as scared of it. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get people on board. The gay marriage drives me up a fucking wall. It's such a red herring. Well, the thing in is, a like, lot of ways. It's, well, it's like, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think it's a very important issue for the fact that you know these people are being denied a basic thing. But at the same time, marriage is going to fall away in a, a, two generations anyway. Uh, I don't know about that either. I feel so. No, I mean the divorce rate thing's a myth. It's yeah, like, you know, people are actually staying together. Like it's not fifty fifty anymore. It's not a fifty fifty divorce rate anymore. It's mm-hmm. a lie. Uh, I think uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't feel like they don't want to get married. I don't know, Paul. Well, you are the least romantic, least into marriage person I know. Well, Anne and I both. We just we like and you are married. We look at it and we're like, <laughs> man, if if it wasn't such a 
Penn Jillette, Weird Michael thing. Godot. These guys are so fucking anti uh, having the government have any say in their lives. And they're married. Godot's married twice. I know. To the same woman. Yeah. What can I say? I don't think time is stop a flat circle, man. I don't think people are going to stop getting married. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Life just keeps repeating, man. So just I want to coming up on the same scratch. Here's the thing: we're going to get into the heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm verbalizing it. I verbalize as a preview. I'm verbalizing it now. It's hard, okay, because we are a comedy podcast. Uh, well, by some standards, but we're absolutely <laughs> <laughs> listen. <laughs> I'm going to go to college. I'm going to fuck some dudes <laughs> for. For, for America. Um, uh, why, why did you qualify that? What, why we are in a I'm comedy podcast? Being, no, I'm being ridiculous. <laughs> I'm being silly. I'm being silly. We're, well, you know what we are. No, what I'm we're trying the, to say is... We're the number one Steve I'm Winwood podcast. I'm proud to call you my bitch. <laughs> we're yes. the number one Steve Winwood podcast. Of course we are. By the by, could you pass me those Oreos, please? Yes, the Thank red you. velvet Oreos. They're calling my name. The, the siren song left cannot over. be resisted. Um, we, Thank you, uh, sir. No, it's good, it good in a better mood after you talked about that big prison rant. Well, um, I'm I'm sorry. Do I'm, you not feel that it's a, no, a, a ridiculous? How I mean, it's yeah, totally I know you're ridiculous. joking, but, but I mean, and it, and it really is. A lot of it is marijuana. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it's marijuana, or just usage, drug yeah. usage. Not dealers. Not yeah. You know, people who should be in treatment rather than jail. And the big one, honestly, like the amount of people that get away with doing cocaine. And versus the amount of violence that cocaine fuels, that's where it gets really upsetting for me. Because marijuana is not what is uh, fueling all of the cartel violence in Mexico. Mm-mm. Cocaine is, you know, it's not even crack. It's not. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really bothersome because coke is very much an affluent drug, a drug of affluence. Yes, and uh, and that money. Is a large amount of money that trade a lot, uh, a lot more hands that get away with it than people who are, you know, street level dealers of weed. Because they don't run. They're like, <laughs> oh man, that's oh. The thing. I'm from marijuana, and I used to smoke a lot. And I, uh, even when I smoked a lot, hated working with stoners. I don't like being around stoners. I do <laughs> not true. like it. I hate. They fulfill every stereotype of weed smoking. They speak in like a glottal fry slash taking a dump voice. I despise the culture. I despise. I just saw a comedian whose 90% of his act was nothing but. I'm just like, shut up. Shut up. You're doing something illegal. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And then they. But you're not even illegal. You're doing something. Whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. No, the stoner philosophy thing of like saying something very simple, but being like, you know what I mean? Right. But you don't get it. Guys, smoke. guys, school buses are yellow. Yellow is the color of cowardice. <laughs> huh? Huh? We're being told to be afraid. From the moment you get picked up in the morning to the moment you go home at school, be afraid. Yeah. Right? No, I hate all that. Right. Are I'm you like, afraid? Hey, can you help me out with this thing? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Just fuck. get up and do work or don't. Don't make a big. Don't make me feel like I'm a dick for asking the guy I work with to do work. That's what I hate about working with stoners. No, it's a real trial. I apologize for proposing you do your fucking job mm-hmm. after I waited for you to do your job and you already failed that test. Do you feel a lot of shitty music gets a pass because of stoners? 
I know that my music library was sure filled with shitty music when I was a stoner. That I know. I love that you're a rusted root guy. Oh, fuck. That I, send me away. When was the last time you listened to Send Me Away? That's not even... I owned all of their albums. Oh, yeah. I own the albums that no one else owned by Rusted Root. You celebrate root. <laughs> their entire catalog. I had I a fucking drum circle in my, in my basement ready to rock at any moment to notice. Amazing. So you had... What kind of drums did you have, Jeff? Oh, I had a djembe. Please elaborate. So a djembe is like it's not like a it's a it's like a it's like a vase uh, vase shape. No, like an hourglass shape, right? Uh, drum. With strings between it. No, there's no there's no, this there's, there's no strings. strings. No. Uh, What's the one with strings on the on the string? Sides? Is the one where it's like oh, shoot? I, it's a compression drum. I think it's called. Where you can squeeze it and unsqueeze it to make different noises. Right. I think it's called a compression drum. I had one of those. One of those weird boxes where you cut like weird notes. You know, you cut it a certain way and you beat on three different areas and it makes three different notes. Did you have a steel drum? I did not have a steel drum. First off, if I had a steel drum, I would still have a steel drum. I love the steel drum. I love the sound of steel drum. I love the sound of steel drum. I said it last time. I said, I wonder if there's a steel drum death march. Someone posted it on our page. I fucking loved it. Some of the only times that I would get off the boat during my boat times was there's when a- I could hear the call of the Calypso beat. I love it. No, yeah, I've been to Carnival down in the Virgin Islands. and uh, It's a wonderful sound. Who was it? The, the, the girl that had the, well, I'm all about that bass, that song. Yeah. What's her name? What's her name? Megan Trainer. Did they do a, ba- a version there's of a that? Real, there's a real steel drum riff in that. I don't know if it's actually steel drum in that, but it's a very common uh, uh, Caribbean Calypso type of steel drum riff that's lying underneath that whole song. I see. And I love it. It's great. It's very hooky. That's and I will say, uh, I did get into reggae as a stoner. It's like a total stereotype, if I could. But the, but I got into different types of reggae beyond Bob Marley or anyone with the last name Marley. So Who'd I you give like? myself credit. Uh, Buju Banton, I was a fan of. Uh, the Scatolites. Oh, man. There's a song called Phoenix City that's just intermetal that I still love to this day. The Scatolites! Scatolites. No, they're, they're, they, were, uh, they were real Jamaican guys. They were not like uh, white guy ska music. Okay. They were called, I think, they were, they were old school. A lot, of, not, a lot of poop music. Yeah, yeah. That's my whole thing. Oh, oh, I thought you were trying to make fun of ska. No, I'm making, making fun, fun of scat. <laughs> yeah. Scat in the sky. Yeah. Floating around the, the earth. Uh, there was I, the, I, was uh, I was into the Hot Carls, and uh, <laughs> I was into the Cold Carls. <laughs> the Cold Carls. <laughs> oh, man. I, see a, I see a pattern oh, from, here. Uh, Kingston, there's this group called the Cleveland Steamers that were just... <laughs> their, their vintage brass was unreal. Oh. You could really feel it in the chest. Yeah, yeah. Really, really sat there <laughs> in my chest. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so I uh, I was into that for a little bit. But I, out of that, I still love, there's a reggae brass. Like, a, like it's basically like a poorly recorded, almost like distant brass that's in a lot of reggae music. Because it's just a poor recording okay. situations. That, that, that element has stayed in other popular music. Remember, I mean, no doubt's been using a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That kind of where that goes. Down I mean, you into? hear it what like else? I would say, like the like the, the, the coolest use of it. Where I was so surprised was I think um, Christina Aguilera's "Ain't No Other Man" has a great like muted brass hook sure. underneath it. It's like bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I love that brass sound. I love it. So I still like a lot from that time. But I really got over Sublime, and certainly don't listen to their bootlegs anymore. I hate, I hate Sublime. I used I to hate, love Sublime. I never like Sublime. <laughs> I hate Sublime. I've always oh, I hate Sublime. That is some oh. that is some California stoner music right there, Ooh, my friend. I, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I know. I yeah. hate. I hate yeah. Sublime. Boo so. earns. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so our serious emails. The reason why I bring this up, man, I, I'm now kind of built them up too much. But the, the point I never got to uh, every time I brought it up is that people send us all kinds of mail. And uh, I love how enthusiastic our following is. We seem to have a very loyal following. When people, when we take on a subscriber, they tend to subscribe. Uh, they tend to listen to a ton of our episodes, not just one or two, uh, which is real nice. And so I like that. And we get a lot of scoop mail. And some people write us comedy scoop mail. Some people write us jokes. And here's the thing about that. We rarely read them on the air, if ever. And it's not because we don't think it's funny, but it's just the format of the show. It's really weird to hand jokes that you wrote over to Jacob, have Jacob read other people's jokes out loud, and have Paul and I sit back and just assess it or laugh or don't laugh. It just doesn't help the format. So we tend to read stuff that provokes thought or just has a little bit of honesty or vulnerability. So we love stories. We love shitty jobs. We love all that stuff because we love that goes the right truth. Back. It goes and that, right back to what we just talked about talked in about the, the setup top. of improv. Yeah. That's how our comedy in general. We want it. Got to have that truth. You got to have that truth yeah. reality, that empathy, that honesty. Right. So for Paul and I to sit back and take pot shots, we need honesty, someone else to do the honest setups. We need your pain, not your giggles. Exactly. It really is true. It's just hard. It's just because we there's nothing we can do. If, you, Paul, if Jacob reads jokes, there's nothing we can do. And I'm saying specifically the guy who wrote us two emails from the Pope. They were very funny. What's uh, it uh, What's it that, uh, what's his name says? Mac, Max, uh, Max, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Max, Cop- Max, Max, Mel Brooks. Max, Max, well, <laughs> That's it. Max Brooks is his son. Okay. That's true. All right. He says, uh, Go through Brooks' whole genealogy. Let's do it. (laughs) I fell in a manhole. That's tragedy. Yeah. Someone else fell in a manhole. That's comedy. Yeah. So we need your pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need the silly story of... It's the truth. Right. Right. So now, that's that's exactly the... the, the, And that's why both these people wrote me. I wrote them back right away because they shared something very vulnerable. And I said, I will share it on the air, but I will say that we are a comedy podcast. So... I'm curious how we're going to handle these emails. I don't know how to handle it. Here we go. Okay. First one. Paul's going to handle it by eating Oreos. (laughs) They're really good. You can't offend people if people can understand the words you're saying. They needed to to age a day, I think. They've really come into their own. You know what? That's exactly what these these things had to be. uh, uh, Fermented? No. When you pour the wine out. Oh, aerated. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Just needed a moment. Mm. Our, Our Oreo sommelier. How long? I'm curious what the clip was. Oh, uh, yeah. Again, I, we cannot get to these emails. Uh, did you try one of these, SJ? Yeah. She did try them. Life-changing. You didn't try one yet? I did have one. Oh, yeah. She's not Mike. Stop talking to her or at least or repeat what she says into the microphone. She said, yes, I tried one, and she's eating another. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Live from the field. I, uh, I, uh. Oh, uh, we we there is a media company. I won't say who they are because they shot us down. I, they they are a platform that puts out uh, all kinds of media, and I was told they were looking for podcast content, and I took their recommendation and I submitted us trying to grow our audience. I'm trying to figure out a way to grow our audience outside of just being from Geek Shock and Penn Sunday School, just to grow our audience. We're doing pretty good on our own. We're doing great, but certainly I believe all of our listeners. We can are, always a do good better. Percentage of yeah, them. I would just I thank yeah. you all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Geek Shock's doing amazingly well too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The water lifts all boats, as as Clinton said. True uh, enough. Live. Um, <laughs> uh, 
You sent you sent something to these uh, guys. Would you send yeah, them? I said, well, they want three episodes. Best up? Uh, you sent three episodes, and they and they said, "Fuck you." And they said, uh, "Oh, we we're actually going to change." You know, the Hollywood kind of thing. So they're like, "Actually, we're going to change formats. We're thinking about just doing like a best of thing, and maybe you guys can start sending us five minute clips of particular shows when you want to." Oh, okay. That was that's really Hollywood for now. Fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would they even do? They, these are people who have no idea what a podcast is about. I don't know. I guarantee you. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. The podcasts are still a very insular thing. Paul guarantees it. I, I sent them. Did you get the Paul guarantee? I sent them having a ball in Arkansas. Well, if they're I not sold them, on that shit, sent, then fuck them. We them, don't want their business. No. I sent them the Hollywood ep- <laughs> the Halloween episode with Bill Cosby. Well, how can you beat that? We got You got two gems. And Did I, you explain to them that this was before Bill yeah. Cosby, the, the whole story broke? And I sent them Mothra Texas Studio. That's not true. I did not send these. These are all ones that these are all ones that our fans love. And you didn't send the the good ones. <laughs> I, I want it. They're really inside. Those are really inside baseball ones. That's how you win, man. Yeah. No, send no. It's how you win. Shit. It's how we win with our podcast for sure. Right. We're growing naturally. You know, yeah. we, we've made no big moves. We've just grown incrementally each month. But we're looking to get a. We love it. I just want to boost. I but it didn't happen, huh? Didn't happen. I got to explore. I got to explore these things. I appreciate you trying. I got to explore these things. I appreciate it, man. All right. So you know that we busted balls on triggering for a very long time. We did trigger words because and we and well, we talked about it a little bit smartly. Yes. No, no, no. And and we, we will continue to do so. Uh but you know, like the idea of adding trigger words to the top of articles and stuff like that for people to avoid things this is tough. Uh but we had uh, uh someone anonymously write in and say uh uh triggering. I understand that uh for you too that that this is a comical term. It makes for uh it makes very little uh, since you since sense, I think to you it says since, but I think it means sense. It makes very little sense uh, to you too, and I understand exactly how this leads to derision. I'm endeavoring here to use f- as few as possible to give you a different viewpoint on the term. But before I go on, it's important that you understand. I live by the philosophy that life is no less funny when someone dies than it is tragic when someone laughs. So tragedy, uh, uh, the tragedy of this story is juxtaposed against the humor. Of the modern internet banality, i.e., yes, still laugh the people who use the term to grand excess. All right, there's a couple of big words in there. I don't know what they mean, but he's we saying we still keep making fun of, fun of it because people abuse the. He's saying people abuse the the, the trigger term, and I agree. Uh, my late wife. So this is where we're going right away. Woof. And I both suffered from borderline personality disorders. Uh, she was anorexic, and I suffer from self harm, aka a cutter. That particular disorder is something I make jokes about all the time. And I don't know one, and uh, it makes me kind of a, an obnoxious dick about it. But that's the truth. Um, uh, we both started our absurd addiction in the first uh, in our teenage years before she ultimately took her own life at twenty nine. She had earned two bachelor degrees as well as a master's in English. She was outgoing, funny, charming, and arguably the nicest person in the Western Hemisphere. Women and men were jealous of her. What nobody saw was a woman who hated herself. The accolades and praise of others heaped upon her meant nothing. All she could think about was her figure and that magic number, uh, the body weight number she had built in her mind. She believed once she'd reached that number, she would find happiness. But it does not happen. Once she got that low, a new magic number was concocted. Really tough fucking stuff. I will say that uh, we live in a city that thrives on that same mentality. And that gambling works exactly like that. Yeah. When you start to win money at a table, mm-hmm. you have a plateau that says, okay, if I get up to this amount of money, I'm out. I'm going to walk away from the but table. And you're like, oh shit, it's hot. 
Yeah. I'm in. So if I get, if I, if we go up with 200 bucks, I'm definitely even in the pace of my hotel room. You get 200, you're like, oh man, if I get 500, then the whole weekend taking care of. Oh, if I get a thousand, I'm getting bottle service right. at the thing. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to take care 10 minutes later, you're broke. Yep. That's how it works. And um, uh, we, uh, that, we live here. That, uh, that made me think of David Foster Wallace, my favorite author, who took his own life at 40. Wait a minute. You can read? Mm, boy. <laughs> There's actually a, a biopic coming out. Yeah. Uh, his estate has not approved of it. Okay. But I'm compelled and interested to see it. Uh, it's going to be like a... It's, it's interested? Gonna a, it's going to be a movie. Yeah. Um, it's Did be, you say it's not, interested? I'm interested and compelled to see it. Okay. Yes. I want to see it because uh, he's just... Uh, he was... And he, it was the same kind of thing. Like, genius. Yes. Just genius. And... And recognized as a genius in his time, as much as any writer nowadays is. Yeah. Properly, right? Sure. And still, it wasn't enough. Yeah. No, it's tough. Uh, she, uh, going on, she once described the yearning to be thin as the as a beacon in her head. Uh, there were times it screamed at her, a relentless assault that made uh, white noise, uh, that made the white noise of that made white noise of any external love. Mm. Ooh, that is powerful. Mm. That is well-written. That's a well-written thought right there. Mm. Uh, Beacon so loud and demanding in her head that there could be no thought than to lose weight. Uh, there were bad times, scary times, the times where I f- would return home from work not knowing if she would be alive to greet me. That is fucking horrible. That is super tough. I had plenty of friends go through this kind of thing. Yeah. It's not, there's no, oof. Uh, but what was always bad, sometimes the beacon, the lighthouse in her head, uh, screaming at her to lose weight, was softer, more easily ignored. But the important thing to know is that it never turns off. There's never a day, maybe even an hour, that people like us do not hear the call, the beacon crying out uh, that we are not good enough, and the call to action that is a, a, this incessant little man. Tough stuff. Uh, I hope that when you hear those voices, you don't make them me, Paul, or Jacob's voice. We would like to not be associated with those calls. I got a suggestion for the sound <laughs> of the voice. Just an idea. You don't have to take it. You don't have to do it. Or it could be, or don't. Don't do it. Yeah. It'll be even worse. Because I'm a salesman by trade, really. I'm a pitch man. If you turn, At this point, I'm a pitch man. If you turn the negative voices in your head into Bill Cosby. Into me. See how it goes. Give it a day. Give it a day. See what happens. Come on. Try me. Try me out. Let's see if we can take me down a peg. Now, listen, this, of course, is is horrible advice, but imagine if it is. <laughs> maybe. Imagine maybe if it it's isn't. not horrible advice. Imagine if two. There, I'm sure there's way wackier totally psychological uncr- approaches to oh. try and fix. Yeah, we're not trying to shock treatment him out of this. Right. Just. No. Hear him as Gosby. Because if you're taking me seriously, I mean, Zim Zab. Come on. Because who's going to listen to him? Well, there's a couple ladies that did. (laughs) Paul, how about you have some more red velvet Oreos? Oh, if I have another one, I'm going to (laughs) explode. Claire says, have an Oreo. I said, no. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and I mean, and, and not to be making light of it, but there, oh, but that, we have no choice. We have no choice. We have to make light of stuff. But but also, it's not it's not an impossible approach. 
Sure. To try and find a different voice for your voices. Yes. I will say that I certainly personally battled depression and the self-worth thing mm-hmm. uh, more often than I care to admit. I think any entertainer yes. has at least something of that going yes. on. Why else do you need validation from strangers constantly? Right. What the fuck? Especially when that risk of embarrassment is so to, huge. To someone who doesn't have that calling just goes, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Like, I could never. Yeah. yeah. My wife looks at me dumbfounded many days. Like, the things that I yes. do. Even the things I talk about on this podcast. She's like, I could never share like that. Yeah, and I'm no, like, no. Huh? No one could share like you. <laughs> no one would share. No one would bring in long distance and play it for the podcast. There's not anyone out there. There's not a chance in hell I would share any of the things I did. <laughs> Nah, you got you talked about your drums. Oh no, no, that's true. I I can I can refer to them. Okay, you know, you just haven't brought. Like, it again. Oh yeah. my god! Like in my teens, I considered myself a poet before I f- f- discovered comedy. We're still gonna, we're gonna get one or two of these poems. Oh before it's fuck! Over. I don't even know. Bring Here, in that journal. Here's the thing about it. And this is the truth. That journal was stolen out of my car. I had my car broken into when I was uh, 19. Matt. You can come, you can tell us. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It was a dragon that took it. A dragon broke into my car. No, you can. And uh, he, a leprechaun was riding no, it. No, why don't you be honest? And the, they... the first Dido album is your journal. <laughs> That's, that, that, I, I did own the first Dido album. <laughs> Of course you Wait, did. Which one is the one? Which no, is the one with white flag? No, is no. That the... that, that's she took. She stole your journal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, the first that Dino album, album <laughs> is, is you. Stuff. Yeah, that's your stuff. stuff. Yeah, you yeah. were too embarrassed to admit it, <laughs> but that's you on that record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no white flag on this ship, Paul. That was a good album. Yeah, but then they played it too much. And now it's garbage. Yeah. And she'll never make another good song. And you shouldn't listen to it. And you shouldn't. That's not a good mantra. The, the, the lesson of White Flag is to keep sticking it out when the person doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. It's definitely a, one that she's you got a lot of it. real mixed messages in that album. Yeah. That's like someone who was breaking down like Billy Joel was saying like almost everything in Billy Joel, like in like love or love songs in general, but they did it with Billy Joel, which was like only the good die young was when it was like, come out and fuck or you're going to be a loser is the, is what that whole mm-hmm. song is about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, don't, don't be, uh, don't take Dido too literally. I told, should tell myself in a time machine. <laughs> I mean, it's my poem. I wrote it. I was going to say, yeah, it's your yeah. words. Okay, yeah. let's cu- cut back into the letter. No, that was the end of that one. Oh, that's the end of that one. Yeah, We yeah. actually made it all the way through. Well, um, thank you, Anonymous, for sharing that with us. Yes. Um, and so, to his point, uh, people who already have this constant din of negativity can sometimes encounter something on a, a web page that can just throw it into overdrive. Is yes. That, is that the, that's the deal? And I get that totally. Yeah. Here I can't listen to NPR. I can't listen to NPR. I do. Yeah. But I'm always upset by it. Yeah. I get terribly affected and saddened every time I listen to NPR. Sure. It just throws me into fits of depression. Is it because your taxpayer dollars go to making it happen? No, it's because <laughs> it's because it's every helping, other <laughs> every other story is just the most tragic thing yes, you can possibly absolutely. fathom. Yeah. They'll talk to some like thirteen year old African war general. Yeah. Like, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even exaggerating. It's no. the, the, the shit they do. And then, or, or, or like watching Frontline, and that's the, the, the whole debate in my head. It's like, do I continue to educate myself on this kind of stuff, or do I just 
learn to ignore it and be a happy dummy. And it's hard. You know, like when you're battling depression, the things that are uh, like those thoughts don't help. The ones that say like, you know, other people have it worse than you because no. then, then it just creates a boomerang where you beat yourself up. And like, that's what like they just like now I'm a weak person. Right. But I don't have it that bad. Right. But I feel like I have it that. Why bad. can't I? And why can't I my just stuff straighten up? it up? I yeah. just watched a video of a no leg, no arm guy making breakfast for 10. What the <laughs> fuck's wrong with me? Huh? What's what have I got to worry about? Yeah. This guy's out there flipping hash browns 24 seven. No arms, no legs. Yeah. He runs a baseball team. He owns two cars. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Why can't I pull it together? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Come it's on. Tough. This it's guy's tough. a gardener. He has five whole acres of apple trees. No yeah. arms, no legs. And me? Can't hold it together. No. Here's this guy. No arms, no legs. Rugby captain. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why can't I pull my shit up? Yeah. No uh, arms, no legs. He He's, he's, he's a skydiver. <laughs> I thought you were making something up. You're talking about a real thing now. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. All I, but the- I'll be honest. All I heard was breakfast and I tuned the rest out. <laughs> I'm just, now I'm just hungry for breakfast. <laughs> Fatty rabbit hole. Fatty rabbit hole. Um, I will say, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I have no advice. I mean, I have no idea what it's like to deal with that. But, but I'll say, I'll no say also... Uh, like I, I completely appreciate his point. Yes, but at the same time, everything can be a trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything yes. can be. And when you're really depressed and really sensitive, we will be of no help to you. Well, it doesn't matter. Anything can throw you over the edge. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yes, absolutely. I, I almost broke down watching the end of Monsters Incorporated. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was a bad movie. But my friends thought something was really wrong with me at the end of that film. Like yeah. I was, I was in the theater and I broke down. Complete. I don't know what it that got to. That happened to me. Uh, go ahead. I don't know what it got to in there. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't get a trigger warning and then, oh my God. Right? It yeah. destroyed me. Yeah. Uh, so there's something else going on there. But that's just it. Anything can throw you at the, if it hits you at the right moment. So I don't even know the effectiveness of that whole idea is even feasible because life's going to hit you no matter what. And at a certain point, if you keep shielding yourself from any possibly intrusive or disruptive input, even less intrusive and disruptive input is going to feel more intrusive and disruptive. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. You'll get to the point it's where like an over sanitation of your brain. Right. If you yeah. try to run a house where it's everything is super silent. Yes. And then somebody rings the doorbell and you could, you know, just scream, Oh my god you know. It reminds me of the fly episode of Breaking Bad. There you go. There's a fly in the uh right. in the in the, in the uh, meth lab. Exactly. And yeah. that's his whole spoiler alert. His whole life becomes God damn it. A trigger warning. Right. The whole life becomes <laughs> one little yeah. problem. Yeah. And and that's what you're gonna focus on. And that's exactly that's exactly to the point. You you keep a Putting up trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. You can eliminate everything. You will find something. Uh, it also be will trigger. become white noise like commercials do. Yep. You know, it'll yep. just become white noise. Something will become a trigger no matter what. Yeah, you'll you'll see tri- you'll see the word trigger warning as a trigger. Like I'm walking through a casino every day now, and I'm so used to walking through casinos. I was literally I got to the top of the escalator today, about to go into the theater, and I thought, did I even hear the slot machine noises? Did I even hear those things that used to just like make me go like make me get all excited? Oh yeah, it's it's a whole different thing for me now. Yeah, it's very different. I don't even think I like. I was literally like, I don't even know if I heard it. Walking through it, yeah. 
it uh, becomes so, one so mesh. if there was trigger warnings on everything we would just start to ignore every trigger warning yeah and then the yeah. stuff that and then the stuff that not warning would be even more it's the it's the same thing and i think one of the more uh uh salient points madonna ever made uh something to the fact this is the one this is the one something to the fact of <laughs> the more repressed a society appears from the outside the yeah. kinkier it is on the inside ah and so the more you hide the scary the right. more you try to shield yourself from the weird and the shocking and the upsetting yeah, yeah. the deeper that stuff has power over you yeah so if you do attribute trigger warnings and like and shield yourself from all this stuff then it becomes a boogeyman yes in a way like you, yeah. do, you just got to face some of this stuff sometimes oh and i'll say this uh for anyone else listening to this tragic story uh this fellow who wrote in i guarantee you he would not uh change his life's decisions uh for being with this woman no i mean he would not trade this time it is awful that it came to tragic end at such a young age for her, and it's got to feel awful to be the person who was close to her in her life. I can't mm-hmm. imagine uh, trying to untangle uh, all the shit that comes with all that. I can't imagine. Um, you know, uh, but I don't. I'm sure most days the things that weigh heavy on his mind are fond memories and not negative ones. I would hope so, <clears throat> and I bet he was not. He wouldn't trade that in for a second. Mm-mm. So you know. Uh, uh, thank you so much for writing that in and feeling comfortable for sharing that with us. And uh, it is, I think it will actually make us talk much differently about trigger warning stuff. Um, a little, but at the same time, like I said, I don't know. I don't believe in them very much. Right. I, I also don't see them a ton. Not as much. There was just a, just a whoosh. It was just like that. It was a quick it, phase. It was, it was like two months. Right. Everything yeah. had there trigger warnings on it. And, and now then, it's uh, again. And that, uh, that, like that fry, fry speech. Now, if you are addicted to shooting guns, I imagine a trigger trigger warning is very confusing. That's really tough. Yeah, yeah. And if you're addicted to watching videos of stuffed horses shooting guns, a trigger 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 <laughs> warning. That's really tough. <laughs> that was the ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, don't end our episode, Jacob. Don't end our episode. <laughs> Um, so uh, we had another guy write in uh, to uh, the ice cream social. My computer froze, but now it's back. Okay, cool. So he wrote in. And he, he's going to tell a tragic story, but he has a question for us. So we have an easy out on this one. All right. it, is this story tragic? Um, That's his question. Yeah. No. So tell me about this. So no. Uh, back in September around my birthday, my aunt was diagnosed with stage four stomach cancer, and she also had tumors in her ears. Awful. Uh from the get-go, we, uh, the family closest to my aunt, myself included, did our best to help keep her spirits up, as in mood, uh, as she dealt with this uh, horrible disease. As the months went on, the tumors in her ears grew, causing her to become deaf. She began to have headaches. By mid-November, the cancer had spread uh, to her brain and parts of her spine. That is unbearable. That is just awful to hear. Uh, this... Uh, in the in the two months leading up to the new year, she'd been in and out of the hospital uh, six or seven times. Uh, she would get well enough to be released for home care, but would be admitted back in only after a few days. There were times where she had an upswing and things would look good, but uh, those moments were always short-lived. Uh, fast forward to last Friday, the doctor said that the best thing to do was to place her in hospice care uh, so that she could remain as pain-free as possible for the remainder of her time. And this morning, she had passed away. 
So for a scoop to write to us on this day is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is. It honestly uh, is is overwhelming a little bit right now. It's uh, it's humbling for sure, and uh, and um, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he gets we'll to the see. end here, which just says, being a closet atheist in a pretty heavily Catholic family, mm. I don't know what to do in coping or finding closure as responses. Uh, I'm sure to receive or God this and God that. And not that I've ever been that open with my feelings in the past or that those phrases particularly bother me. They mean well, uh, just as my aunt and I were really close. I need someone who is more experienced to help me get through this. It sucks having to work alone on a day uh, like this. Um, thanks for everything you do, and you bring a smile to my face uh, with the podcast. Um, super hard. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that like, uh, all comforting when you experience loss feels uh, annoying, and no one wants to talk about it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, there are no, there true. aren't words. It's true. Every time someone I know experiences a loss... I just say, I literally say, so sorry for your loss. Or I just write, I usually will, the, if I'm really close to them, I just text the word tough. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I leave yeah. my friends alone. I pretty much leave it at, at very sorry, so sorry. Yeah. So, my condolences. Yeah. Because there's nothing I can say that will uh, make it any better. We have been speaking this language for many years. We We cannot even quote a Shakespeare play. We can't quote, you know, uh, a great novel. Like Twain, well, you nobody can, like they're just the, these were the, we have yet to come up with words. You can, but it'll come off. It can read kind of callous if you you know we're but poor <laughs> players upon the stage. Oh, you no, know, no, I, oh, that would you would oh, get kicked oh. out of my house. You get kicked out of my house. You would get kicked in the balls and then kicked out of my house. <laughs> so that is hard. I was, out out brief candle. Um, uh. Uh, but sound no, of the fury, yo. I don't. I don't mean it that way. I mean, like, if there really were words that were effective, right? We would have discovered yeah, no. them by now. Yeah, there's not. I don't mean to come up and be like, let me quote from you know whatever. Um, <laughs> this reminds me of a piece from I, the I know bard. It'll make you feel better, Christopher Durang. <laughs> Picture this: I'm in a diner. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> as <laughs> Mamet said. Uh, yes. Fuck. <laughs> Coffee is for closers. Um, huh? Huh? Am I right? No, Feeling so, better? So, so I'll just say, that, like, you know, uh, don't let, like, you know, you haven't had this conversation with your family about your atheism. Probably now is not the time. You know, you want to keep that as a pretty much a separate uh, deal. Uh, it's. I don't think, you know, you don't want to turn this into just, you know, going down in flames for everybody all around. Um, so, yes, all the God stuff that she's in a better place jargon that's going to drive you nuts but the thing is that all of it's going to drive you nuts whether if you were a believer and you and you hear she's in a better place it drives you nuts because the my biggest as terrible as it is arguably she is in a better state sure i would say death is preferable to dying of cancer throughout your whole body yes she's no longer I, although i mean i mean that's hard to say you know where that line is yeah but it's still I mean, you want to hold on to life as much as you can. I mean, the thing about the, the heaven thing that drives me crazy is that, like, is uh, like you still will never see them. Like, I guess, like you're saying, you will eventually when you die. But like, it's kind of like it's a really weird thought. I'll tell you this: as I I always say that the the biggest the best thing about religion 
is it gives you a credit card for grief. That's the most, that's the best way I can describe it. You get to experience a little bit of the pain and by believing in heaven and, and, and going through all these things, you get to push all that other stuff away for a little while, but it always comes back and it, it still with hurts interest. and it does come back with interest and it, and all that stuff about heaven. I mean, I went through a second, I mean, I lost my mother when I was five when I started really kind of like to, I really kind of started to experience the pain of becoming an atheist before I became an atheist. My brain just started to kind of let go of all this shit in my in my in my mid twenties. Started to just kind of let go of all the shit I held on to that made her still in my life. Mm-hmm. It just felt uncomfortable to do so. Sure. And I didn't realize I was becoming an atheist. I just went through a horrible and depressing second morning twenty years after the fact. Mm-hmm. And it was rough, you know. And so uh it hurts. Loss hurts. It's supposed to hurt. Your life sucks right now. It's supposed to suck. I know that might not be comforting, but it's true. Like pain means that you lost something and that pain has weight. And that weight is the weight of of, the, of of something that was truly good to you. So it's a testament to how special this woman was. So the more you hurt right now, it tells you how great this person was. Mm. And that's just, and that just allows you, and that pain that you're feeling is the pain of still being alive. Mm-hmm. That you still have to do, you still have days to go. You still have to get up in tomorrow and do something, you know, and, and also maybe not tomorrow. You know, maybe tomorrow you don't do anything. Yeah. The biggest thing I that, that's going to happen is other people trying to comfort you are going to drive you crazy, and the next thing that's going to drive you crazy is yourself. You're going to blame. You're going to hate the way you grieve. You're going to feel like you're doing it wrong. That you should be doing something else, and that other people are handling it differently, and that maybe you should be more like them. And you're going to try to beat yourself up. And the best thing you can do is don't fucking judge how you're doing. If you if, if you wake up the next day numb and you're not sad, be okay with that. And if after that you're sad again, be okay with that. Be okay with all the shit you're going through. And just know that like the best thing you could do as an atheist is make sure that these make cut through that God talk with real conversation. Because the only thing that's gonna make this woman live any longer is people exchanging memories. And you want to celebrate the best of this person. And you want to make sure you're finding out new things about this person still. And you can add real stories. You can add real details. Instead of adding this fictional life of her being this better place, you know, skipping around with angels and playing golf or something, which is what some people spend their time in in a funeral doing, you can actually add to this life that's in your head because you are still a carrier of her story. Mm -hmm. And you can add to it. So that's my best advice for you. It's very solid advice. That's really good advice. Um, Mo- a, a good portion of my family and my best friend and you know, all, all these different people in my life have died of cancer. And um, it, it, my my mother's family has a rare type of cancer that they've actually, they, they think it's probably genetic at this point. Most cancer is not Jesus. genetic. But there's this there's a few of them that, that are very rare. And, they, and so now they've decided that this one's probably genetic. And the cancers that different ancestors have died of in, in my life they've that they thought were other things they've now kind of started to go oh that i think we think that these were all the same thing they were just manifesting in different ways and blah 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 and i mean as as, as someone who's who's done it over and over again and, I, and I mean, i'm certainly not a, a a sad story by any means but as someone who's done it over and over again yeah i mean what what matt's saying is absolutely right i mean just do your thing you know if you want to if you want to get up um the the only advice that i would add to that is don't let it tie you down. Whatever, whatever you're doing, make you know. There, there were days that I just had to make myself go. You know, yo, fuck it. I've got to get up. 
I've got class or I've got to, you know, I've got to go do something. You know, the, the day that my best friend died, uh, I, I called my, prof- I was in college and I called my professor, said, Hey, not coming in class today. And he said, absolutely understand. Uh, come back when you're ready. And about half an hour later, I said, fuck it. I can't just sit here. Yeah. I got to go. I got to go do something. I'm going to, I'm going to be a pain in everybody's ass today and nobody's going to like being around me. And Oh, somebody, there was one of my friends, somebody who's, who's still close to me. I, you know, I still like this person a, a whole lot. And, uh, but you know, I was obviously very sad and, uh, and he said, man, you look, you look just, uh, like your best friend died today or something. And I just looked at him. Yeah. My best friend just died. Oh, <laughs> oh it was the most uncomfortable thing ever. Yep. So I was like, yeah, I mean, uh, what, what can you do? It's just like, yeah, that, that, that's exactly what happened. I learned early as a bartender where you saw someone who never dressed up come into the bar dressed in a suit. You stopped joke. The joke is who died? Uh, you don't ask that question. Yeah. The guy who never dresses up in a suit coming to a bar in a suit it's is coming from a funeral. Yeah. Yeah. The, the joke there is who shot the sofa? <laughs> Wait, break that down. For you me. know that one? No. Nice suit. Who shot the sofa? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 as though the sofa became the pelt, as it were, for the making of this suit. It is as though the suit is made of a cheap <laughs> it's a, it's couch. Like it's an ugly suit. A suit, <laughs> a suit of suit. A, a couch pelt suit. Man, yeah. I, I, got, I can't believe I'm using the time machine twice. I got to go back in time. <laughs> Tell me not to get into that Dido album. And then now I got to go back in time and remember that sofa mm-hmm. line. Who shot the sofa? Shot the sofa. No, we got to got to do say nice suit. Who shot the sofa? Nice suit. Or even I nice, like that. Nice, nice shirt. Who shot the sofa? Yeah. And they go what? What? And you go, no, oh, you're a dummy. I got to tell you that my Who favorite died? my favorite clothing zinger is always, hey, that's a knife. Whatever. Do they also sell men's clothing there? Yo! I know it's so dumb. No, it's really I funny. I laugh at it every time. It's really, really I funny. Think it's the funniest thing. That's a huge component of the recent uh, big series finale. I think of. Uh, uh, the the IT cl- crowd. Have yeah. you seen that? Where Moss gets women's slacks. Yeah. Because apparently that's the secret to success and confidence. Oh, right, it's yeah, really yeah. funny. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's really funny. Oh, man. Uh, I'm uh, I'm ready to just pull the ejector seat on this and go to comedy. You ready for that? I'm ready. You guys have hit uh, all the numbers. I have not experienced. My grandmother passed when I was young of cancer, but I wasn't that close to her. I have been, I have been very fortunate. I have lived a charmed life when it comes to loss. And grief. All right. You got nothing. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Not much. Not Uh, much. You'll recall last uh, few episodes back, uh, we were trying to come up with uh, two-line rhymes for my improv section in the the Fifty Shades song. Two-line rhymes. Two-line rhymes. So I was like, I knew I had this lined up for, like, I knew we were going to talk serious, so I knew no matter what, I was going to read these lines no matter what. And uh, we were going to get into this. These are ones that have been sent in? Yes. So uh, these are sent in from people over Twitter or Scoop Mail. Awesome. And uh, I'll just say, as a reminder, in case you haven't listened to that episode, uh, there's an improv section of one of the songs I have to sing in the show as an understudy. And uh, and you just have to come up with two line zingers. And so, like uh, again, the, the cadence is, uh, you know, sexy ladies from Sin City, I'm going to power fuck your titties. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the cadence right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the example. It's meant to be gross and sexual. Uh, trigger warning. <laughs> oh, I was respectful for about six minutes. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's pretty good. All right. I will tell you, uh, 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 Scoop, uh, Augie wrote in, because remember I was trying to come up with- Augie Doggie? Uh, I don't know his last name. Uh, Augie Doggie and Doggie Daddy. That's probably him. Augie my boy. 
Let me tell you about being a dog. It's a rough life. Uh, remember I was trying to say hard rock? Like you couldn't just rhyme with cock. Right. It's too easy. What do they cock. do? Uh, if you're staying at the hard rock, I'm going to fuck you in your fart box. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Fart that's box. That's a really good one. That's oh, a really good one. Fart box. That's a great line. I. That's the one I'm going to do. Yeah, you that's should. That's a keeper. That's a keeper. Another keeper came from a, 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 a Scooperit Everett. Uh, said, if you're staying at the Riviera, I'll fuck you hard and I'll pull your hair up. Nice. Okay. That was a good one. That's a good SNME. That's a good SNME. I'll keep that one. Uh, there's a guy, uh, a fella on Twitter, mm-hmm. who's at Crunchy When Wet. That is his name. <laughs> That's good. And he listened to this episode and gave me like ten suggestions. Oh shit! He just went off. Yeah. All right. He just he he just found shotgun. he found his muse. Yeah. <laughs> I unlocked a poet and this man. Here we go. That no one else had uh, before. I don't. I don't think so. So I I, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read some of Crunchy One Wet's gems right here. Uh, I do the pushing uh, while you bite while you bite the cushion. Uh, muffin the scream while I make you cream in my teacup. <laughs> Earl Grey or mint. Um, uh, meet me at the Venetian. I'll ride you so hard you'll start wheezing. Uh, after we eat at the pepper mill, your nest I'm going to fill. Ah, yes. Nest. nest feel that nest I honestly don't think I could pull it off and get approval from the director for doing nest I don't think I could do it I don't think I could do it <laughs> on a real quick side note I don't yeah. know if I've mentioned this before maybe I have uh, there's an episode of the ugly couch show the video show where we drink nest water do you know about this yes did I tell you about this before yes you talked about this on this podcast as a matter of fact early one yeah Jacob, do you not know about this? It might be the first four again. It, it, it sounds familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got they go and they collect these birds' nests. It's, it's from birds. Okay, yeah, birds' yeah. nests. And they're basically birds drinking the birds' water. spit, which is kind of like honey. Yeah, it's so gross. It sounds awfully. gross. It was terrible. It tastes. Yeah. It tastes. It's supposed terrible. to make you. It's, it's like it's like a. It's weird. Um. Uh. What's it called here? Where you just like you know. It's ancient this, Chinese secret. Eat this fruit, you get I was going to say the Chinese yeah, think yeah. you get a boner. That's holistic. Yeah. That's yeah, what's yeah. got to be. Very holistic boner juice. Yep. Holistic boner juice. So look up some nest water if you want. Take the nest plunge. Going to heights at the stratosphere. Bend right over and I'll fuck your ear. Woo! I had to sing it because he nailed the rhythm on that. one. That was a good one. Nailed the rhythm all completely there. Uh, who else do we got here? I'm flipping through. It would you would say the disgusting uh, pictures, but it's actually just uh, um, examples, prop tables that I, that I didn't know as the assistant stage manager. Um, <laughs> oh, hilarious! Yeah. So you have all so this like as an pictures of like double-headed dildos and cuffs and whips and chains. So and like, if someone confiscates right. your phone right now, they're gonna go. Oh, this man. guy's running an S and M club. No yeah, two ways exactly, about it. Yeah, he's a madam. Detective Horse, our good friend, uh, Detective Horse had a few of these. Uh, Ladies at the Venetian, soon my rod you'll be greasing. Mm. That was a stronger rhyme on Venetian on that one. Venetian and Grecian. I also like referring to a dick as as a rod. I always find that very funny. <laughs> um, ladies on the roller, uh, ladies on the roller, what an awesome sight! Get down, bend over, fucking you all tonight. Too tough on the rhythm on that one, Detective Horse. Tough one. At the Vegas KOA. Uh, yeah, he he didn't. Detective Horse didn't get the rhythm, so I gotta I gotta I gotta change my rhythm for him. At the Vegas KOA, want to get your camp on. Don't worry, babe. I'll do you. I don't even sweat a tampon. I got to clean that up. But I understand he's going for the tampon because of the controversy with mm-hmm. the shades. So it's worth exploring. 
because yeah. if anyone's on top of yeah. that news yeah. story and at they're the in the KOA, crowd, KOA want to get your tampon. Don't worry, babe. I don't no, sweat tampon. a tampon. Right, you got to get tampon. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah at yeah. the KOA, want to get your tampon. Don't worry, babe. I don't sweat a tampon. Yes. And by the way, I did try out your uh, Caesar's Palace. Fuck you with my phallus. Yeah, loved it. They loved, loved it. it. Keeper. They Keeper. dug it. Yeah. Nice phallus, yeah. palace guys. They rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I can't. I came across this backside. I would never do. I, I, uh, someone else wrote in. This is not a rhyme, but this is a good idea. So Here we scoops. Go. In terms of a new type of topic of scoop milk, because we did this, uh, where we talked about uh, getting uh, proselytized to at the toilet and coming up with better lines. <laughs> oh yeah, right? yeah. So this guy says, uh, "This is uh, Adam. He's at a sooner nine thirty. He says we need an ICS segment where we write in an awkward situations that occur frequently." When we give us, we give out funny lines to use in that situation. This is uh, snappy answers to dumb questions from Mad Magazine. Oh, I like that. You ever heard that? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm this cool is. Except yeah, yeah. this is except this is uh, specifically, or is it specifically for proselytizing? Yeah. Or are we going to go for no, no? no. Uh, I like to broaden snappy it. answers yeah. for dumb questions. We definitely have some. So proselytizing. we're going to totally steal that uh, idea from Mad Magazine. So this this is: Are you afraid of going to hell? Are you afraid of going to Narnia? This, yes. This is exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so we do have people writing and proselytizing emails, which I love. I mean, those are my favorite terrible stories. Um, but also, I love the idea of just writing uh, zingers for people who have to deal with bullshit. Yeah, send so, us some bullshit situations. So you, you and walk we'll away like, oh, I wish I, had a, I wish I had a snappy answer, especially for ladies who have to deal with uh, guys who pick up on them that they don't like. I would love to help them out. Guys, that, the gals have there. to work on that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, people who have jobs where they're asked the same question a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if you're in the that. service industry, yes. that just happens. Yes. And oh, the onion always nailing it was like a uh, waitress asked table, uh, "Have they ever tried food before before handing them the menu?" <laughs> um uh yes so so yeah all of that i just if you have a situation where you wish you had a snappy answer let paul and i try to come up with one write us in write us write us some uh scoop mail at madman.com yeah give us some uh some setups all right should we get into the real the real deal scoop mail for the day yeah Oh, uh, someone oh sorry ian uh ian freak show uh wrote in uh from twitter saying uh 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 I stayed for a night at the Monte Carlo and got some stank right on my hang low. <laughs> That's not bad at all. That's good. That's not bad at all. Hang low and Monte Carlo. It's yeah. a, it's, I can I can sing it properly. It's it's worth trying to get hang low into Dude. the show. Yeah, into the show. Agreed. Spent the night at the Monte Carlo. I got some stank on my hang low. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty, it's pretty good. great. All right, let's do the real deal scoop now. Message for you, son. Too bad Lance Burton's not still there. Yeah. Oh, that's what used to be in the Blue Man Theater. Oh, because yes. there, there you go, B. Oh, come on. I just spent the night going to see Lance Burton. Let's go back to my hotel room and put on the hurtin'. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Hurtin'. Uh, oh, 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 I got it. I got it. Go for it. <laughs> ding, ding, round it's coming, two. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, I'll take you for a night to go see Lance Burton. Later, I'll make my... Uh, <laughs> Later, my dick disappears in your meat curtain. <laughs> <laughs> workshop it, workshop. Yeah, it's there, it's there. I just it's gotta close. get it. It's, it's, it's close. The rhyme it's close. is there. Yeah, yeah. The rhyme yeah. is there. Uh, the yeah. cadence is not. Disappear in your meat curtain. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I wonder. I don't think I would get meat curtain cleared by. There. You can't get meat curtain through, <laughs> I'm dude. Push for meat it. curtain. <laughs> what else do we got besides? Because Lance Burton's gone, so That's we got to title find the show else. right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. First scoop mail of the day from Scoop to Thrill. 
<laughs> Six years ago, I weighed 429 pounds, and boy, do I have some fab- fatty rabbit hole stories for you. Good th- Lord. Man. One that stands out is the time when I was staying at a hotel due to my job. I stayed at this hotel twice a week, and the staff knew me well. Every Tuesday, they bought a pizza for the people that stayed there. However, it was a slow time for business, so they wouldn't do it every Tuesday. So one Tuesday, I stopped at a certain chicken restaurant and got two chicken sandwiches and a large french fry before heading back to the hotel. When I walked through the lobby, they had no pizza, so I was glad I got some food. I headed to my room and ate my meal. 30 minutes later, I got a call from the desk. Oh, no. Say, hey, we got pizza's pizza. here. Yeah. Oh, no. And here's He's the thing. He's going for that pizza. I, this is what I have to wonder. As someone who is a, a, a fatty rabbit holer, I got to wonder if other people do this. Because what he's about to do, I've done many times. You do it. Yeah. You don't turn down free food. Uh, That's exactly it. I'm going to say he took the whole pie back to his room. <laughs> All right. Because like, it's it real slow. I like that. Go. I like that call. Jacob. Um, I told him that I thought there was no pizza today. He said that he knew I liked pizza and ordered it specially for me. Oh. Pizza is my favorite food, and I didn't want to seem ungrateful, so I couldn't say no. I went and got four slices, took them back to my room, and ate them. It was a happy misery. I've done it many times where I've eaten on my own and then gotten invited last minute to dinner, and I go, and I tell myself I eat something small, and I eat a whole dinner. <laughs> yep. Many times. <laughs> Fast forward to today. Through diet and exercise, I now weigh 210 pounds. Wow. Jesus fucking Christ. Half so, the man I yep. used to be. Less than half the man. Just, yeah, I'm just, half the man I used to be. Yeah. I have just listened to episode 93 and heard that Paul wants to lose some weight. This moved me to write in and try to say some encouraging words. Thank you. I still have a little fat child inside of me and I always Aww. will. I love your podcast and feel that we are friends, and even though I live in South Carolina, I will help Paul lose weight in any way that I am able. I'm getting married in Vegas on 520 of this year on a Wednesday. I told my fiance a Wednesday wedding will be fine as long as I can make it to the bucket show that night. <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. It's hard. Shit. I only wish he was still 429 pounds so we could recognize him right away. Uh, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Now we got to look for some common 210 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) I will be there for a week and plan on letting the fat kid and me go wild. What are some of your, Matt, Paul, and Jacob's favorite fatty rabbit holes? Keep in mind, my favorite food is pizza, but I also love good food and a lot of it. Gently figgity fucking you all in the face. Scoop to thrill. Scoop to thrill. Thank you so much for writing in. So I agree with Scoop to thrill. Paul, you should lose 210 pounds. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If If I could lose 100 pounds... I'd be that sounds ecstatic. crazy. If you lost, if you lost thirty pounds, you'd feel amazing. Yeah. And if you lost fifty pounds, you'd feel like a new man. I would. I should. Yeah. I got to do it. I got to turn that corner. I can't turn, turn that corner, corner yet. I can. The I answer is just do anything. You're right. Any little bit. Starts. Right, that's the thing. The difference of and this is you know who talked me into this and it really did snowball. Eric Jeffers, our good pal. Yeah. Always oh, said the difference. Between like 15 minutes of exercise and 45 minutes of exercise is measurable, but not significant. But the difference between zero minutes and 15 minutes is unbelievable. Like, it's true. Right? Just doing anything to make sure you get your heart rate up or just doing anything yeah. to kind of start just making those start. choices. And I know for me, if I don't work out, no diet works. Yeah, it's a combination. Yeah, it's I certainly have a combination. And I think they, I, they, they, they enforce each other and they reinforce each other. Yeah. If you're feeling better, you eat a little bit better. Yeah. 
if you're eating better, you feel better to work out. Yeah. And then it just keeps it snowballs. I've done it. I've done it before. I, I got know. down to two hundred five. It I've was seen amazing. You. I've, I've, you came back from the ships. I remember you. Were I was a, a svelte little thing. I was the last ship you saw me return from. I got down to two thirty five. Yeah, but that's great. Yeah. At our age, it's better than three hundred. Yeah, at our age, we'd be very happy at two thirty five. Yeah. Word. You'd be fine. You you be you at two thirty five. You would be passing all your medicals and all your other. I'm stuff. already passing all my medicals. But for now, I'll be doing better. Yeah, right. I'm walking that danger zone. You're, yeah, we're not. You're. You and I, when we stay at our high weights, five more years, it could be bad. Yeah. Well, and, and what I've always remembered is uh, something my dad said: every pound you lose takes eight pounds of pressure off your knees. Wow. For every step, oh, because it's shock weight. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be thinking about getting like fake hips and fake. No, jeez, like no, 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 no. Yeah. No. So that's, even if you're passing your medicals, you're still worrying about that shit. Yeah, you can wear stuff down. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else we got? Well, thank you for the encouragement. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and please come to the bucket show. I can't believe you're going to come to the bucket show to get married. That's very flattering. That's, that's pretty awesome. Nice. We will do uh, all kinds. Of, make sure, uh, yeah, come to the show and introduce yourself to us before the show. He also wanted to know about our spots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, are, what are the best fatty rabbit hole spots? For me, oh, yeah, yeah. Memphis Championship Barbecue is up there. Yeah. We got one of those locations still here in town. It's really odd. But he might have Memphis Championship Barbecue out his way, too. Right, right, right. Um, I think what else is the place that I go to where I'm like, woo Fucking the Vegas buffets. I mean. Yeah, there you go. You're right. Oh, um, yeah. Go to. Bellagio is my favorite. Bellagio's good. Win win brunch buffet. The Bacchanal. The Bacchanal at Caesars is my favorite now. We have, uh, what's it called? Hash House of Go-Go. Oh, that I did place. not like it the last time I went. My, oh, interesting. My pancake was undercooked. <laughs> I had a raw pancake. You said that like a victim of a crime. <laughs> you said that like someone, someone yeah. broke into my house. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. pancake was undercooked. Yeah, you know Call what? Call the police. $20 fucking pancake undercooked. <laughs> it's a goddamn crime. They come out, the pancake is the size of the table. Yeah. yeah. And it was undercooked in the middle, so it was a significant yeah, portion no, of undercooked. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Hash There's House a, a no no. Hash House a go go. All this shit is gigantically huge. It's, it's all this stupid. Stuff. You order a plate. Everything is stupid big. It's stupid. Now no, I've eaten there many times and I've enjoyed my meals there. But uh, I've I'm, eaten there twice and one time my pancake was underdone. Okay. They're betting five hundred with Paul. They're betting five hundred with Paul, but that, that, it doesn't sound like five hundred when Paul talks. Bridge about is it. burned. <laughs> I have not been back since. Man, if you can't pull shit off like the IHOP can, get a give me a break. IHOP doesn't make a pancake the size of the table. No, but they can make a pancake. That's true. Fair enough. All got, right. Who knows? Who knows? Point taken. Yeah, I mean, cook it right. Yeah. <laughs> cook the fucking pancake. Do they not have toothpicks in the house house go-go restaurant? <laughs> but they're the size of spears. They're like, they're All you got to do is, is stick, stick something into they the have, center They have of the javelins pancake. from right. the track so and So stick field. a javelin in that pancake and see if you come up with dough. If there's batter on that javelin, stick it back on the pan. Now, did you say something? I'm too polite. That's not polite. Oh, that is not polite. That is not polite. Because listen to you. I know. And that bridge is burned. Yep. They don't want to hear this. They don't want. They don't want you not coming well, back. Too bad. They would bad. rather, no, rather recook you. I'm not even saying. I'm not even saying the podcast. You're thing. right. You know. You know. We. You know. As a, a former assistant manager, restaurant guy. You know. You're taught is that like if you come to a restaurant, this, this is some kind of study that they just tell every restaurant. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the actual source. If you go to a restaurant and you enjoy yourself, 
and leave. The chances of you coming back again are like 70 to 80%. If you go to a restaurant and have an experience that you don't enjoy and don't address it, the chances of you coming back are basically like 0%. Wow. Well, they're right. I'm going back to house house. If you go to a restaurant, have a bad time, talk to a manager, and they correct that error, the chances of you coming back are 90 to 95%. Yeah, I can see that. So restaurants want to Make the best place right. the last place I worked in a restaurant was one of the best in terms of how, the, how you communicate with management it was Brio a Brio Italian grill there in town square good place great place great restaurant I go back there all the time I enjoyed eating there even when I worked there which should speak to the staff uh, really if, good herb crusted lamb they always mm. had two managers on the floor and they and they said like if anything goes wrong in any way get us involved get us over that table as fast as you can wow and if you if I mess up an order you fill out a separate ticket, and it was it was it was a different colored ticket that went up in the window, and it's because a manager would bring the food out. You didn't even go back to the table. Oh, the cool! Manager brought back the correction. They talked to talked to them about it, and it was one of the best policies we had. And we had a huge loyalty over there I'll when bet. I worked over there. It's the last waitering job I had. But uh, yeah, so rest- any restaurant manager will tell you they want to correct it. The the guy, the the waitress, the manager, and the cook all would have rather recooked that pancake for you. I guarantee it. Okay. Sorry I didn't give you a second chance, Hash House. <laughs> My favorite uh, fatty rabbit hole place in town is Herbs and Rye. It's, Herbs it's and Rye. I love that spot. I love Herbs and Rye. Now but I will a- say, sit at the bar. Don't don't let them sit you at a table. Sit, sit at the bar oh. because the service at the tables can be spotty. But at, at the bar, you're right there and you can get the bartender's attention very easily. You can eat at the bar. You can drink at the bar. Uh, the steaks are fantastic. The desserts, the, uh, the they have homemade donuts that are fantastic and a big cookie. Do you it's, need it's reservations? Really it's pretty fancy. It's usually pretty busy. Uh, you can you can get reservations. Yeah, I, uh, Jacob I, just walks in, snaps his finger, and they that's go, right. your usual Mr. I, Smith. I say, don't you know who I am? And yeah. they say, oh, of course we do. Chap, chap. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had I had a bad experience there one night that, that, that Matt's talking about. Um we had a, a big party. We were going to a show at the Smith Center that night. Oh, that's right. And, you told uh, it me was, about it was this. this whole big. It was this whole big thing. The restaurant handled it perfectly. Uh, no, no, long story short, no one got any of their food. We were there for almost. We were there for about two hours. No one got a, a single bite to eat. We all had one drink in in over two hours. So I mean, the the, the service there was just a giant mix up and blah blah blah. But the manager came over. He handled it perfectly. Um, and I was I was back there that night after the show. Wow. wow, and if he hadn't handled it, back, and if he if he had not handled it well, I would I would have never gone back. Sure, because I will hold a grudge like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. When I was the system manager at a restaurant, I would blow you if you were not happy. With it. I would get right down my knees and I would suck you off. <laughs> in the years in my life, I have had uh, I have had many many great experiences going to the store Lowe's, the the home improvement store. Yeah, I have uh, you know I I had never had a bad experience going into Lowe's. Hundreds, if not into the thousands of times, I had one bad experience at Lowe's, and I said that day I will never go back to Lowe's, and I never have. That was wow. years ago. Wow! I will hold a grudge on a business like nobody's business. If your takeaway, if anything, you take away any from this podcast today, it's about customer service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> we also got the scoop mail. By the way, I love eating at Lowe's. Oh, it's it's a good place. Yeah, yeah. The nails are fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will. I am a half beaver, fatty. so I just I go right to the lumber department and I just keep it coming. Fatty, fatty, two by four. You know, I never coming. wanted to say anything about the tail, but now it seems a, like a good time. I get a pine appetizer, and then I go right to the oak. Mm. I can. I treat myself. I'm an aluminum siding guy. <laughs> Ooh, swanky. Yeah, yeah. I don't fuck around. Well, if I'm going to Lowe's, I'm going to Lowe's. I'm fucking taking it. In. 
You, you don't go to a bank. You don't rob a bank for a dollar. No. That's right. I, I get seated in the garden center. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Little ambiance. <laughs> gnomes. Some gnomes. <laughs> gnomes and shit. Me and the gnomes. <laughs> we got a scoop mail here from Ed. Hey, He's Ed. got a proselytized to in a weird place story for yes! us. Yes. I love it. Shortly after joining in joining, the butthole. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> in the back of a Volkswagen. No, what? <laughs> Excuse me, your butthole. Does it believe in Jesus? <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> Shortly after joining the Rural Volunteer Fire Department, we had a local fire that surpassed many records. 1,700 homes and thousands of acres. Feet thrown into the fire, Jeez. you might say. Trial by fire for a week of hell, 1,700 homes? That's a that's a lot. I don't know where, he, I don't know where this is. Where? But, uh, yeah. It's got to be in California, one of the wildfire places, right? I would right? guess. You yeah. would think so, yeah. Maybe like Washington or something. Um, upon the second day, we had some overnight shifts that I volunteered for. Duties for this including driving four-wheel drive fire trucks through bulldozed paths in the woods to and, and extinguishing any fires that we encountered. Not Delaware. There's, I don't think there's 1,700 houses in Delaware. Mm. <laughs> uh, trucks were teams of two. Uh, being such a huge event, we had volunteers from all over. Oh, it's Texas. Uh, being such a huge event, we had volunteers from That's all over I Texas. Said, right? I said Texas. Yeah, right? yeah, you said that. And uh, other states far and wide. Despite being a rookie, my chief refer, uh, uh, referred me to drive the truck. All right. So preferred? He, he had a drive. Preferred. How about that? Yeah. My chief preferred me to drive the truck. I got paired with an out-of-town kid, both younger and less experienced than me. He was so excited to participate. At first, it felt like I was a seasoned veteran. Can I just say that as this story is going on, I see in my head uh, the Halo Warthog Jeep with somebody on the back and instead of a gun it's a water cannon and because that's my, that would be fun be, wouldn't that be, man yeah. there should be a water cannon uh halo 5 developers not too late to include water cannon love it put it on the back of the hog yo it's nighttime unfamiliar territory in a dense forest that's had a road created earlier in the day Blinding, disoriented, emergency strobe lights everywhere. The driving and fire turned out to be the more comfortable conditions of the duty. Once we got off our task, the 20-year-old kid says, Can I ask you a question? Oh, boy. Five minutes into an eight-hour shift. No. Yeah. Do you believe in Jesus? Um, no. Silence. I love it. This guy's writing like a script. I like it. I do. I, do. I really like that. Do you believe in God? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I so wish I had a comeback as good as Narnia. Never been a believer. My answer, I can only look back as, at as I thought of between lying and not digging myself in deeper. That's right. exactly. Yeah. That's what I loved about sometimes. You're skating the line. Sometimes, sometimes means leave me alone. Yeah, yeah right. Sometimes it's just like, let's just, no, when no, it's no. convenient. Sure. Fuck off. If I you stop God, talking to me about this right now, exactly. I believe in God. Right. I believe in God enough to, to not talk to you. <laughs> That's how much I believe in it. Uh, God just told me not to have this conversation. Yeah. This is a sign. Sign. <laughs> That's a shut up. I wrote it. I wrote the sign. I wrote the sign. The sign's just shut But it's up. sacred text. I wrote the sign. You can only read it if you're wearing my underwear. Here, let's swap pants. <laughs> I had a little relief because, well, I had to start the fire truck to go put out a fire. Later. That's so funny. His relief 
Lucas's relief is going into driving into an inferno. <laughs> driving into a seventeen hundred home inferno. I was like, ah, oh, peace be with me. One of the thousands of acres that were ablaze. And finally set, get some peace of mind. Another risk being burned to death. That is my peace. Go on. I found my happy place. Later. Uh, did you have a bad experience? Were you forced to go to church when you were a kid? Uh, nope. Oh, I love the fucking assumption. You don't believe in God. Something horrible must have happened to you. Later. Were you molested by a priest? Did it feel like this? Did, did, <laughs> God, did God beat you up as a kid? Because he does that sometimes did, to test us. Did God give you a wedgie? <laughs> he beats us up to test us. And by God, I mean your family. Because God hide, disguised himself as your family that beats you up. Later. It's always God, though. Don't get it twisted. It's not the devil. It's all God. All the beatings, all the late night rapes, it's God. <laughs> it's all God. But it's tests. It's all tests. It's all tests for he love. Has a plan. He has a big plan after the rapes. So hang on. Just Plans ask, are coming. Just ask Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I had a plan for him. It just didn't include a Super Bowl. Not a second one. <laughs> one ring. I had a one ring plan for Russell Wilson. That's right. <laughs> Later. Can I say something? I promise I'll shut up then. Yeah. Jesus loves uh, you. What did we learn in the last episode about bargains? <laughs> <laughs> they never mean it. The they deal never the mean right the bargain. Here. Jesus loves you. Did he, did, did my way to retort would be, this I know. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the worst. Because say one thing then shut up. Yes, Jesus loves you. Yeah, well, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Thanks a lot. Uh, Tell me something I don't know, dumbass. His only response to that was he just thought in, in his head, I'm beginning to believe in hell. He lied to me. Driving through it. He didn't yeah. shut up. Oh. But at least I had fires to concern myself with. <laughs> Keep me entertained. Like, Fuck you in the face, Ed. Jesus loves you. Like, well, I'm rubber and you're glue. <laughs> you say to me, bounce off me and sticks to you. So Jesus so loves Jesus you. Jesus loves you. So right up your butt, dude. I'm cool with that. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Only fighting a fire saved me from the, yeah. the gospel Jeez. garbage. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting place. That is a tough one. Mid-wildfire. I mean, that's that guy's go-to conversation. Like, I'm in a truck with a stranger. Let's get the Jesus talk going. Let's get it going nice and early. Or you should have just been like, do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. He must be pretty fucking angry today, huh? <laughs> Look at this shit. It's a test. Wow. He just tested <laughs> 1,700 people. He tested them good today. He's got, he's got a big plan for those 1,700 families. <laughs> this neighborhood must have been the new Gomorrah. <laughs> It was. It was called Gomorrah Pines. <laughs> well, they were just asking for right it. Right next done. to Sodom Hills. A bunch of, a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of gay guys and people who trim their beards and a bunch of fabric mixers left the, in these families. At the Pillar of Salt Mall. <laughs> guys, they were asking for it. Home prices are just plummeting. Because I believe that would be way worse if he was like, do you believe in Jesus? Because I believe this fire is a cleansing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look what a purifying rain the Lord has sent upon us. Do you believe in Jesus? Yep. There were gays in those houses. <laughs> just go back at him hard. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I sure response, do. That's yeah, do good. Yeah, yeah. I sure do. Yeah, I sure do. His wrath is real, huh? <laughs> Check it. This, I don't even have any water in this truck. <laughs> Saving all the water for baptizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I picked up a couple of big lighters on the way out. 
You want to get this thing cooking again? <laughs> I just I switched the hose over to the gas tank. <laughs> just doing his work. He's gonna fucking spray. Just doing his spray work. Spray gas out. Spray gas. Just doing his work, man. It's all the plan. Wow. It's a grand plan. You know what? Let's Goodbye, take, heathens. Let's take it. Let's take a five-hour prayer break, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we could keep finding these fires, or we could go to church right now. Yeah. We got another one here from Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, guys. He said hi back. Nice. He did. The weight loss <laughs> desires and fatty rabbit holes of episode nineteen or uh, ninety-three rather made me want to write in with my new technique for starting to exercise more and finally lose some weight. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I had an elliptical in my basement for quite some time. I love and those hardly machines. used it. I love ellipticals. I have a treadmill, but an elliptical is what I love. Okay, keep going. Uh, probably because I had to walk by my PS3 slash PS4 and never quite made it all the way over to it. Sure. Uh, to force myself to use it, I am not letting myself listen to any podcasts, even ICS, unless I am using the elliptical or doing some other kind of physical activity, housework slash yard work included. Okay. Uh, while I have only I lost... I think this speaks to you a little bit, huh, Paul? It does. I like it. I, like it. I don't exercise without having headphones in listening to stuff. Music or podcasts, yeah. Just stuff, or just like recordings of daily activities. Uh, I watched a lot of He-Man while I was on treadmills in the ship. Sure. As you do. Yeah. Oh, you, well, wanna, you, you give yourself a goal guy. You want to look like him. Dude, <laughs> I would flip out. One tooth. I think it'd take a lot of a lot of roids to get there, though. But that'd be amazing. Whatever I would it takes, flip out. Whatever yeah. it takes. <laughs> I'd rather be Skeletor, really. <laughs> but, he's, but he's just as buff. That's a lot more working out. He's a very buff. buff for a guy who's skeletal. He is very buff. It's just his face. His face got burned off. Ah. Oh, is that what happened to him? Yeah. yeah he was driving a truck with a Christian. <laughs> I'd rather, rather, than I'd rather fight fires than listen to this guy and he'd burn his face off. <laughs> Anything to escape this maddening tale of garbage and lies. <laughs> I'm going to go hug that burning tree. <laughs> My face. I must go to the infirmary. Goodbye. <laughs> freedom. Horrible freedom. Before you go, I just have one more question for you, then I'll shut up. <laughs> Uh, his face is burned off. Uh, while I have only lost a couple of pounds so far, I've been able to increase the amount of time on the elliptical from 15 minutes to about 45 minutes in the span of a month. I'm guessing that means in a day. That's good. Uh, it means 45 minutes in a month. That is, uh, that is yeah, not enough. Yeah, that's not an effect. 45 minutes yeah, yeah. a day. 45 minutes sure. a yeah. day. I mean, yeah. up from 15, I guess an improvement yeah, is an improvement. Good. Yes. That's very good. Yeah, yeah, no, that extra 30 minutes a day, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, sure, once in a while I cheat and sneak in some ICS while commuting to work or before going to bed, but generally I Bad try boy. my best to fight the urge and wait until I'm exercising. As long as we're your only exception, I'm cool with it. That's true. Uh, my goal is to be able uh, is to be able to keep working out through an entire ICS episode. I like that I'm at least inspiring other people to lose weight. <laughs> I can't get myself to do it. <laughs> Paul is vicariously through you. Yeah, oh, I can feel the pounds flying away. We'll start. A, we'll start keeping a tally of collective weight we've lost because of you. <laughs> so you can still feel good about yourself. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, guys, how many? I guess how many? You pounds tell your wife, like, I know I haven't lost shit, but ice, ice cream social, we've lost, you know, almost a ton. Yeah, <laughs> we've lost almost a ton. Great. Is the people feeling bad for me? <laughs> uh, I've always we could single-handedly stamp out heart disease. I've always had a dream of being able to take a skinny person's hand, like a super skinny, yeah, and transfer. Oh, like the equal weight 
equal yourselves out. Just to just give them some fat. Yeah. It'd be so cool. Yeah. I wish we could evolve that. Can we just can we become I can fat just donors? Eat whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> whatever the fuck I want. Being a sloppy pig turd. I love the podcast so much that it has been my motivator. There were times when I wanted to just say screw it and sit on the couch, but I had some ice cream social to listen to, so I forced myself through the workout. That's awesome. I, well, we're fucking with you now. These these episodes are epic. Yeah. Well, that's what really he's saying. He's saying episodes. his his plan is to get yeah. to two hours. That's great. Yeah, he's got to. We are his goal. It wasn't our plan. Our plan wasn't to get to two hours. Nope. but we can't help it. <laughs> I have almost fallen off the elliptical from laughter a few times, but that is a risk I am willing to take. Oh, I like that too. Be careful! Don't turn into a Mitch. McConnell, or not Mitch McConnell, who's our senator? Harry Reid. Harry Reid. Oh, yeah. Harry he fell off the treadmill, yeah. No, he didn't. He's saying <laughs> it was elastic bands in his bathroom. What? Yeah, it was elastic bands that he hurt himself with. Oh, I thought he fell off a treadmill. No, elastic resistance bands in his bathroom. It's shady, dude. He's a freak. There, that's what I'm saying. I think he's a, I that's think what, Harry exactly a freak. That's exactly what I'm saying. He was getting some crazy stuff going down. He was dressed like a cheerleader. Yep. <laughs> he was fucking taking a strap on right in the rear. Mm-hmm. And he broke his face against the toilet. That's what happened. Bathroom was wall-to-wall Crisco. Yeah. And it was just boom. That's my guess until I hear otherwise besides the excuse that he already made. The fact is, <laughs> he started off just... I've talked about this on my other podcast. He started off... It's really shady. He started off like... Uh, it was uh, elastic resistance bands that snapped and then I fell back. And then it was elastic resi- resistance bands in the bathroom. Where do, well, who works out in the bathroom? Right. I've tried every diet I can think of. I've never worked out in the bathroom. He's working out that butthole. That's the one the you're missing. Unless he's like, unless he really misinterpreted what a rowing machine is. Although and he's sitting in his bathtub trying to actually row his. As bathtub. a senator, he probably has a huge bathroom. That's right. It's probably like half his house is his bathroom. Yeah, it's like it's like you walk in there like, is this your gym? It's my bathroom. It's my bathroom, actually. I have a spare set of, of weights in here because it's so big. <laughs> that, um, the toilet's down that hall. Yeah. Trying to fuck you in the face, but my legs are too sore to stand up, much less attempt to fuck something. That's from Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. You just made your own goal right there. So Get I, thin enough to fuck us in the face. So I've had two... Ellipticals have always been my secret, but yeah. I had one and I used it a lot at home, and then it broke. It's very hard to get a good elliptical in your home for under like two grand. Yes, um, we've got uh, we've got a treadmill, mm-hmm. and it's right in front of the TV. I should use it, yeah, but I don't. No excuse. Okay, no excuse. Yeah, I should start using it. Uh, I think I'm going to take to heart your thing about. 15 minutes is 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 10 minutes is 10 minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like fucking anything. So I'm going to start this You'll week. You'll feel a difference. If you, if, you, if, you did, if you did five days in a row of 15 minutes a day, I'll do you it. would feel it. I'll do it starting tomorrow. I will do it. Promise to the scoops. If I All promise right. it to the scoops. We'll check in. Because I actually did the chopsticks for two days. Yes. So I'll do now. I'm going to walk for five days. But Paul actually just ate chopsticks for two days. I just ate chopsticks <laughs> and I'm really sick from it. <laughs> It's bad. It's really bad. Uh, my other success story, back when I got down to two, my lowest of 205, yeah. I started with Dance Dance Revolution mm-hmm. at home. I was just doing Dance Dance for a long time before I felt like I was even presentable enough to go to the gym. Uh, many people have lost weight doing Dance Dance Revolution. Dance Dance Revolution is hard. But now, I don't have a room big enough to set up Dance Dance Revolution and do it 
without knocking shit over. <laughs> and I'm so heavy that even if I wasn't going to physically hit it, run into shit, yeah. the gyrations and shakations that would come from it, shit would just constantly be falling off shelves. I'd be causing a small earthquake. Fee, five, fo, fum. I played Dance Dance Revolution to Kingdom Come. <laughs> I do. I do. I got right. pretty good at that game for a while. Where are we at, Jacob? Uh, we got another scoop mill here. We got a short one here. What time we got, is it? Uh, we're, we're a little over an hour and a half. Okay. Let's, uh, uh, we'll hit it and quit it with this. Yeah, yeah. We got a, we we got got a short a one here to wrap it nerd. up. And we, and we got a Jock vs. Nerd, and we got the Steve Winwood. Okay, let's do it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We, we got a lot of Steve Winwood to cover. Yeah. Uh, from Kate. Hi, guys. Love your pod. Just wondering if you guys could do a quick shout out to my man Phil, who is a fellow scoop. You actually spoke on your show about baby names a few months ago. Uh, just so you know, we had a baby girl that we called uh, Murray. Not, not Murray. No, uh, no. This is the other. Uh, this is a big family, right? Lu- Luella. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Luella. L o u e l l a, and they call her Luella. Lulu. Um, she makes us a crazy family of six. Uh, just so yeah, you, I, yeah, you I knew this. There's only two families that have written in. So you I got this, I yeah. Uh, just so you know, in us, you have a double scoop voucher with free toppings and sprinkles. If you do the shout-out, I may even add a couple of cherries. Thanks. You guys are amazing. Your Aussie Scoop Mom, Kate, P.S. F-Y-I-T-F. Oh, So we got to give a shout-out to Phil? Quick shout-out to Phil. Hey, Phil, look up vasectomy on the internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whoa! What is this? We're gonna do a Phil shout, song. Shout out to Phil music. Oh, shout out to Phil music. Okay, great. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil up on his nuts. Big shout out to Phil and his butts. Phil makes babies like I make cake and I eat cake. Don't eat your babies, Phil. Phil, Phil right in from his wife. His balls are teeming, teeming with life. Phil can't help it when he ejaculates. Everywhere he spurts, he just creates another kid. He can't stop. Phil, Phil, someone's going to call the cops to make that dick stay inside your pants for just a half an hour. Give us a muscle chance. Come on, Phil. (laughs) Too much stuff. You're going to have a baseball team with all that guff. (laughs) Calm it down. Too many babies. Slow down. This is getting crazy. Yeah. Phil, 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 Phil. Shout out to Phil. Good job, Phil. I give us a D on that. Uh, yeah. A, a D for dick. D, D, D plus. For, <laughs> D for just shoving that dick where it makes babies. <laughs> Man's got aim. At this point, you must get horny at ovulating. Like, he must sense his wife ovulating and be like, yeah. Does it come to a point where, like, you hear the baby go, and you're like, oh, I got to get that bone on. <laughs> or, like, the kid, like, like figures out something. Like anything, like for example, like how uh, I use like use his hand for the first time. And he's like, oh, he's already grown up. I got to make another one. <laughs> well, this one's not cute another anymore. Kid. Let's get a cute one, huh? Come on. You can't even travel in the same car when you have when you're a family of eight, right? You gotta have a van. You, you get have vans, like a, like yeah. a cargo. You gotta van. get like a fucking like a fucking crime twenty van. passenger yeah. fucking no. tour bus van. Oh man, you could drive around a short bus. I don't know how many kind of cars do. T- well, what do they got? They got they got six mm-hmm. kids. Six kids. That's eight. 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 Yeah. And you got to figure like three of them or whatever. I mean, how many are in car seats? Like little baby car seats. Oh, yeah. Well, at least one. You got to be fucking bucking those in. Mm, man. What are you doing? I have one and this is crazy. I'm about to have two and I feel like I'm going to fucking pull all my hair out. Six? Yeah. I'm talking clipping with my wife after two. Yeah, you think? But that's because we're actors. 
I like this. You know, Phil might be like you know a doctor or a hedge fund manager. You know, I, right? Which means he maybe they got nannies and shit. You're like going. That. You're just doing it from a fiscal standpoint. Yeah, I just think it's a bad idea. We're working show business the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we should do more than two. That's that's probably a good rule. Yeah. My dad told me I have none. No, that's not true. That's not true. I'm I'm holding off. Yeah, we do. We, we do. I, it's just dogs for dogs and cats for you. Yeah, I've got no a dog, cats. and that feels like too much. No cats, it, dude. The, my two dogs. I'm overwhelmed. I'm <laughs> overwhelmed. That's part of the reason I don't use the treadmills because it smells like pee there. <laughs> not not trying to make an excuse, but it really does. It's where my dog shits and pisses. Jacob. All right, I know, Ann, you listen to this, and you got to stop pissing on the treadmill. No, no, and you know what? And Ann's, Ann's the best. No, she, no, it's not his territory. The territory's been marked. It and clearly Liz, belongs the, to Lizzie. does not belong to him anymore. Lady Elizabeth Killigrew has marked that area as hers. That is her possession. Uh, but Ann, Ann cleans that area a lot. We have a big old industrial steamer cleaner. Yeah. And she really does clean up that carpet a bunch. And, you know, I thank her, but it's still just, it's poop and pee everywhere. And it makes you sense. have to pee on it. That's what has to happen. Maybe that would do it. I, I wonder. That, I bet that would, you got to speak Lizzie's language. Lizzie is a asshole. <laughs> Take that dog out. You, you got to pee on that and we, then hump her to establish dominance. Take her out for like 25 minutes. Bring her back in. You're in two minutes and she shits in the floor. It's like, you asshole. She's just, she's an asshole. That is an asshole move. Pirate is better, but he has secret pee places where he still pees a little bit. He doesn't do it as much. Fucking and he's real fucking stealth about CIA it. CIA in your house. He's real fucking stealth about it, but he still marks here and there. Not nearly as much as he used to. He's an older, calmer, more bladder-controlled dog. But Our dog has always been really good about not peeing and pooping in the house, and that is why we still have a dog. Well, but you've also <laughs> got a backyard where you can just open the door, out you go. That's I got to hook him up with leashes, walk around. It's a joke. I got Lizzie trained now. Her one late night out to pee, I can go no leash. Yeah. Let her right out the door. She comes right back in. We'll see how long that lasts. All right, she's getting better at it. But Do you own your home? No, we have a, we rent an apartment. You rent the rent the apartment. We're 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 going to we're trying to save to go. The next thing we're do, going to do is get a house. I hope. Okay, but man, hard to save. It's hard to save. Hard to save. It's especially hard to save when the rent goes up. We got that mall across from the street from us, and we got jacked on rent again. Ah, uh, so but we're we're doing our best. Yeah, and. Anne's the one holding our family together. I'm. There's no, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all we, we know we, what's going on. We're sitting in our friend's house at one a.m. We know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all clear. It's all clear. Who's who's the, who's the money maker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're done with the scoop, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got Jack versus Nerd. Let's do a little Jack versus Nerd. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time. Time for Jack versus Explosion. Explosion. I fucking love that song. 
It's great. I fucking love both versions of it. Uh, that uh, that version was played today from request from our first Jock versus Nerd question here from Sassy Scoop. Sassy Scoop wanted to hear the one with the high note because Sassy Scoop really likes that one. Oh, All nice. Right. You got it, Sass. There you go. So, Sassy Scoop here. Yes, your homosexual triple scoop magic rainbow snow cone is back again. This time, I have some Cirque du Soleil Jock versus Nerd questions for you. Oh, no. French Canadian Jock versus Nerd. <laughs> Zuta Lord. Oh. <laughs> so we're should we or should we not applaud at the end? Trebian. <laughs> now don't. They expect it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I am a huge CDS fan. I know that. I know that this person is a huge CDS fan because I've never heard it referred to as CDS before right. in my life. What is it? What Cirque, du Cirque du Soleil. Oh gosh, that is gross. <laughs> and I run the face group. The Facebook group Hardcore Cirque Fans. Hey. And formerly ran a Cirque podcast called Solar Flare Podcast. What's this scoop's Solar name Flare again? That's awesome. Podcast. This is Sassy Scoop. Sassy Scoop. I'll have you know, uh, both of us have many Cirque friends. Yes. Uh, we should Absolutely. Get, we should we get, all do. We all, yeah, we all have lots of Cirque friends. Uh, we should get some more of these uh, Cirque friends on. Uh, on the old, yeah, yeah. I think we're about to switch back to daytime recordings. We're gonna and do some, some, some more, uh, some more interviews here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it'd be fun. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, so I want to challenge both of you with some Cirque trivia. Oh God, Cirque du Soleil, Jock versus Nerd. Nerd question: What comic book franchise released a Cirque du Soleil comic book? Bonus points if you can name the show. Wait, the show? This Wait, is for you. So oh. a, a comic book franchise released a Cirque du Soleil comic book what is the franchise and what show do you think they released it about you know this already Paul yeah do you really yeah so I because I'm confused I'll clarify with you then Paul so it's not it's not like Marvel DC it's a specific that is what she means that is what she means yeah like a comic book company of the the whole franchise all right it feels kind of weird oddly corporate so I'm gonna go with DC DC Comics. Okay, you're wrong on the first yeah. one. You okay. had a 50 50 shot and you were wrong. And uh, it was Marvel? It was it Marvel. Was. And do you know what show was uh, done in that style? Okay, I'm going to say Not Zumanity. You're right on that one. Okay, so I'm going to limit that. I'm going to say Not Chris Angel. You're right there. Correct, yep. Okay, because you're whittling it down. I'm whittling it down. I'm going to the process. So I'm looking at Ka, I'm looking at O. Uh, I'm going to look at uh, what else we got? Love. Love, it's not love, because then they have to get the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So they're not, doing, they're not right. doing the Beatles on the comic there. They're not doing mm-hmm. love. The, Mystere, that's the OG, but there's nothing really comic booky in there. Michael Jackson? Not Michael Jackson, because mm-hmm. again, we're not doing the corporate right mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the, the Zarkana? The, um, yeah, Zarkana, that's what I'm trying to think of. No, it's not Zarkana. Okay. It's not even popular here. <laughs> Uh, but it is a Vegas one. It is Vegas. It is. I'm going to go with Ka. You're right. Ka is correct. My, I can't tell you how heartbroken I was over this whole thing. Uh, those of you, Scoops, I've talked about this before a little bit. Uh, they're imploding the clarion, in case you didn't know. I did not know that. They're imploding the clarion. Yes. Which is the small casino where... Oh, I, I thought had, that was a sex move. I had hopes of having... You're supposed to stage manage that Chinese circus. My show. Well, yeah. not, I, I wrote and directed the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, It's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah. And... Uh, by part, stage management, wrote and directed. Right. Part of our plan... It's code. Part of our plan was going to be to make a comic book about the show. To make the... Oh. Uh, like the, the... What do you call it? The... Uh, the program. The program the was going to be in comic book form because that's my... That's where my nerd brain goes. Yeah. And then, like a year later, the Ka comic book came out and I was like, well, fuck, that's exactly... That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. 
and it's and it's a, you know it's, both of them have a very kung fu vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Mm. So uh, the, the, I just don't have millions of dollars. You shouldn't be discouraged. <laughs> you not. have million dollar ideas. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun to have those kind of ideas. So. You're just thinking yeah. too small. That's the problem. You're right. You were working with two unreliable it's be- companies. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're imploding one of them. So <laughs> there you go. It was a recipe for disaster. And they won't give passports to the other. So yep. I will. You had that going on. Okay, good. Uh, so if Paul would like a copy of this, he can clear his cookies. Go to pinsundayschool.com and click on the Amazon banner, then purchase this amazing series as I did. Good so, talk. Yeah. Good talk. Jock question. Some Paul. Cirque performers are former Olympians. How much more are they making in Cirque than they would be if they won gold for the U.S. in the 2014 Olympics in Russia? Hint. First, feel free to guess the median Cirque salary and how much gold medalist won for the U.S. from the U.S. Olympic Committee. I... Uh, this is a question for Paul, but this, I'm already... Yeah, uh, yeah. They're I, making considerably more as Cirque performers. Right. Uh, I don't think that the Olympic money is that substantial. I, I well, thought for was, one thing, they make they make a yearly income from right. Cirque, mm-hmm. I mean, as opposed to a one-time prize. I was, I was also like, I was also under the understanding that like Olympic athletes were just taken care of. They wouldn't necessarily make money. But In they, some ways. They are taken care of. If they, they win, they get yeah. Yeah, a little bonus. They, they get a bonus. Yeah. Okay. I would say, and it's probably like a 20 grand bonus. Okay. That's what I would envision. You were really a, close. Yeah. I would say, you, you were at 25. It's 25. Okay. I would I would wow. say, so that's what I would say would be the bonus for yeah. winning a medal. That's more than what I thought. Um, and that, that's the uh, gold medal bonus. Okay. There you go. I, I believe so, it's 25, 15, and 10. There you go. The, so uh, I friend right put that. in the middle yeah. there. Boom. So 20, 25 grand. And I would say the median Cirque performer. I know some guys that are pulling in the crazy dolio, but those are headliners. I would love to just go to the Olympics and win three bronze medals. And I go would go up to a guy with a gold medal and be like, <laughs> "Fuck you in the face." I'd say since there's there's Hit him a, with your three bronze medals. There's yeah. a couple of performers who are making crazy dough, and then there's a couple that are kind of in the middle. But they're they're all risking their neck every night. I'm gonna go 85 for their for yeah, like 85 a year. I'm yeah. wondering if this includes the Cirque tours. I'm wondering if this, this includes the salaries for the Cirque Tours. That aren't a yearly, regular kind no. of thing? I'm going to say no. Sassy Scoop's talking Vegas talk all the time. I, th- I think so. 85 is what I'm going to say. Matt, do you have a guess on that? I'm going to guess $400,000. bet. $1. $1. Uh, Paul, you're just under. Matt, you're just over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, they make more than 85 They do. As a median. Median salary is one twenty two five. Holy balls. I should have taken my audition more seriously. I thought that was like topper. I thought that was yeah, like high end. Yeah, I did not think that was medium. Shit. Holy well, because I know the clowns make less, and then the uh, the the high end danger acts make su- substantially more, well, as they should. Yeah, because they're high end. They dangerous. do ten shows a week. <laughs> it's very dangerous. They do ten shows a week. Yeah, they're they're earning their money. Yeah, yeah I mean that that crazy the the crazy spinning wheel of death thing that they I, do in Ka uh, that they don't that they've like never done anywhere else uh, in history. That they don't even have understudies for. No, right. you can't because, it, because it's just incredibly just those stupid. Those two guys do it every day, and they've done it. for Those guys a must make two hundred grand a year. Got to easy I, if they if they're not probably making more, more than at that, this I would point. Be very yeah. disappointed. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. So there you have it. Some Cirque trivia sin- uh, severely fucking you in the face while Benedict Negro watches. That's from Sassy Scoop. Yeah, nice, Sassy Scoop. Sassy like that Benedict interview. Benedict, I'm sure, will like that too. Um, oh, Benedict does like that. We're near the end of this. This is, uh, I feel, uh, I've saved this to the very end because. What are you doing? Uh, You're springing something on us here. There's a horrible thing that happened that I'm laughing at. 
big time. Oh my gosh, what? It's not it's not horrible, horrible. This is a it's third bad. series email. Fuck. No, it's not third series email. Jacob, I don't even know. I kind of don't even know if I have permission to talk about this. I learned this from your wife. Oh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you aware of... We had our guest Paul uh, Shortino on our show. Yes. Oh, I heard this story. This is terrible. <laughs> I know. I know it's terrible. Just makes oh, you laugh. Are you, are you talking about the car? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put it on Facebook. It's It's public knowledge. Okay. Paul Shortino's car got stolen at a charity event. Yes. It's terrible. Paul Shortino, who uses the secret to get parking spaces. <laughs> Do you know what his license plate was? Is, I guess. I mean, I guess it's still his it's, license uh, plate. Duke. It's Duke Fame. Duke, Duke Fame. His character from uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah. I feel terrible. I feel terrible, too. But it is funny in that he talked about he. This parking space thing, particular. Yes. I, I, of course, I had these exact same thoughts. And first, I was like, first like Paul, I, you maybe his wife found the parking spot. My first, thought, <laughs> you want to protect his secret. You want to protect his secret ability. I felt horrible because my very first thought was, "How's that secret going?" That was my very first thought. My second thought was, "Matt, you're a dick. That's awful. Right. That's an awful thing to have happen to Paul it's Terrible. My Anytime, third thought was, do yeah. I have the balls to talk about this in ice cream sauce? <laughs> you did it. <laughs> and apparently, those, yes, are, my, those are my three thoughts. I'll tell you, um, it is heartbreaking, but I'll bet, I mean, I know he's taking it in stride. It sucks because it's a real cherry ride. No, and he also was a great guy, and it was very nice of him to come on our show, and, 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 and you know, he created that whole little... He's awesome. Thing, he's, he's awesome. He honestly was a very nice guy and told great stories. I'll bet you anything. Oh, he's he's fantastic. Guy. He's got the right attitude on this whole thing, I'm sure. And he's just like, hey, they needed it more than me, kind of thing, or whatever. Yeah, I bet you know he's, he's a high end car. I bet he's I bet he's pissed. I'm sure he's upset. <laughs> I'm sure he's upset. It's terrible because it's a really nice ride. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's custom. Well, because he he's a spokesman for Cadillac, and so it's a, it's a high end Cadillac. Yeah. Um. Who. What, and he was there. He was like, you know, saying he was at a charity event. Yes, it's just it's really gross. Yeah. So whoever did that, I'm sure the car's already been shipped off to China. Yeah, but they should try and bring that back. Let's okay, real real quick scoops. Let's all just put a secret thought out there <laughs> to bring back the car. Oh, <laughs> that was the ice cream. <laughs> No, it's not true. It's not true. I got to thank everybody. I got to thank everybody. Uh, I want to thank uh, Ace Munns for doing some illustrations for us. Uh, Ryer and Michael, who are putting uh, the, the Michael's doing the great the collectors cards for all the episodes. Dope. He's on fire. Those He's just a hobbyist. He's not an illustrator or an animator. He's got a real full time job. It looks good. He just they're fun. Does man. that shit? They're fun. Uh, we got to so, figure out a way to print those. Yeah. Uh, so Paul was at a uh, he was at an animal charity event, and the trunk of the car was filled with uh, dog food to canned dog food to go to the charity. You got someone with dog food in it. Yes. Oh, that breaks my heart. So uh, Carmen, his, his wife, has been out uh, recollecting dog food for uh, for these dogs. But you know what else? It also increases the suspects. Maybe it was a bunch of dogs who stole this car. Oh, you couldn't know? be. Couldn't be. They wanted the food in the trunk. All dogs go to heaven, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How but, could they possibly? But steal they go a to car? heaven. They go to heaven like Thelma and Louise do. You oh. know what I mean? They, they jack that car. Are you ready to drive this thing off the they, edge, Schnauzer? They drive the fucking car right off a cliff. Let's they, do it, Wiener. They, and they eat dog food on the way down. Wiener and Schnauzer to the end. I love you, Wiener. I love you, Schnauzer. Woo! 
You think, know what? They, yeah, they you, never show the ending of that. They, that car, ha- that was fucking Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. That's what, Thelma and Louise is a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang prequel. <laughs> That's, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> it's pretty clear <laughs> that the car sprouts wings moments after that final shot. Absolutely. And they, and they head off to merry old England yeah. to, to eat some toot sweets and have a big old time. Eat some toot sweets. <laughs> eat some French for quickly. So here, here's the part of that story that I was looking for. The the really fucked up part of this whole car theft story. It's terrible. He was at an event for the uh, Nevada SPCA. Um, and he was at the event with Carolyn Goodman, the uh, mayor of Las Vegas. He called the cops. The cops never fucking showed up. Whoa. He was at an event with the mayor. Cops never showed up. That is awful. I'll tell you, it's kind of getting sketch out here in Vegas because they won't show up for non-injury accidents anymore. Yep. Yeah. It's getting tough. Yeah. 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 That's that shows you right there the priority the cops put on dog food filled cars. Yeah. Pretty low. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> low. Because before this story, I used to think if I want the cops to show up, I should lie about having a bunch of dog food in the trunk. Yeah. Not anymore. Not I, anymore. Dude, it's not the go to. Don't anymore. be a fool. I ride with a bag of Alpo. I know what I know my rights. Yeah. You got to keep that. Yeah. But, but that's absurd. You have the Alpo riding shotgun with a wig on it. That's a little weirder than what we're you're, talking you're about. You're just trying to get the HOV lane. I do use it for the HOV lane. <laughs> the wig keeps slipping off. Oh. And also, every time I get pulled over, I keep saying, no, it's my wife. And the cop is like, that's a bag of dog food. I'm like, sir. Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, How sir? How dare you, officer? Oh, uh, the one time I had to fuck her to prove it. The bag of Alpo? Yeah. Now, I should probably buy a new bag. That's that's my point. I mean, the hole in that bag, that explains the ant problem. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, yeah. It's yeah. pretty bad. My car is full of ants, half-eaten Alpo, and a soggy bag. <laughs> and a schnauzer. And a schnauzer. <laughs> I love you, schnauzer. I love you, wiener. Man, no wonder your dogs don't know how to behave. That's just filthy. It's a filthy environment. I run a pretty loose shop and get right down to it. I'm not the best role model. Matt, where are you thinking someone? Uh, yeah, Tony Longworth, our UK music bitch. You can check out his new album uh, and his music video on our Facebook page. Go look for Matt and Madeline's Ice Cream Social on Facebook, uh, and you can get all the activities there. I want to thank uh, Sam and JJ and uh, Nick for making the music. I want to thank uh, Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. I want to thank Jacob, our audio guy. Woohoo! Uh, go to madmadeline.com. Write us some scoop mail right there on the front page. You can also click on our subreddit page. Keep up all the latest topics that people describe uh, discuss on the subreddit. You can hit us up on Twitter at HeyScoops as well. Uh, I want to thank my co-host, Paul Mattingly. Yeah, uh, I want to thank Matt Donnelly. You can follow him at Sweet Matty D on the tweeters. Follow Paul at the famous Paul. You can also check out our bucket show. Look for that on Facebook if you want to see clips of us doing improv. And of course, if you're in Vegas, come check out our bucket show, 10 p.m. at the Scullery Theater. Uh, I want to say thanks again uh, for everybody writing reviews for the Ice oh, Cream the Social Podcast. I've yeah, seen yeah, reviews like- have been wonderful. Please keep them coming. Uh, we're doing real. That really does help our uh, presence on that site yeah yeah recommendations are based off of our uh the both the the amount of reviews and the uh uh rating in, of the reviews right so so not only uh keep sending those in but click that you like some of the reviews and uh just keep it up guys it's really awesome and uh, like we said last week we're or yesterday 
or the day before, whatever. Anyway, uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. We're very close with our bucket show page to getting over that 500 likes hump. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we could use a little bump and then we can do some extra fun stuff with our They're going to do page. that. We're going to be over there. Yeah, we're almost there. We're so fine. thank you. Operation Obelisk is in full effect. Yeah, recommend our podcast to another podcast listener. Uh, reach out to them uh, at work or at home or at social media. We really appreciate it. Uh, but mostly, if you're already listening, thank you so much. Yeah. The podcast we Thanks, do guys. is for you. Thanks for listening to Ice Cream Social. We'll be back next week. Fuck you in the face. Every one of you. Coitus. Hey, Schnauzer. Yeah. The, the other one? Wiener. Wiener. Yeah, Wiener. My name's Wiener. Yeah. I'm Schnauzer. You're Wiener. <laughs> this was the Ice Dog Social. <laughs> Steve Winwood. Oh, yeah. fuck. God. Oh. We keep, we keep forgetting. You know, I don't think we're forgetting oh, at this shit. point. Just stop. We can stop it.